Welcome to Three is Company, a new podcast focusing on Fantasy Flights, Lord of the Rings, the card game. I am Joyce, Joseph, joined by the usual crew, Ryan, or Mr. Underhill, and Liam. How are you guys today? Hello. Hello there. We will be looking at the player cards in Roam Across Ravanian today. This These podcasts will be kind of replacing the card reviews that Ryan has been publishing on his Mr. Underhill channel. We will be putting those these out there as well. But we kind of wanted to have a little more time to talk and not have the labor of producing the video itself. So we're just turning it into an audio cast. That sound about right? Yeah. Yeah, the uh yeah, interesting new new way of doing it. It allows us to talk a little bit longer as well, which is quite nice and cuts down on all the uh editing, hopefully. Right. Which nobody really wanted to do or had time to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> how, how long did it take us to edit the last one from from recording to final audio it must have been like months right <laughs> well we have withered heath we have it all recorded and ready to go but it's still sitting there we haven't published it yet and we will be releasing it as an audio file but yeah that's part of the pro- that's why we're moving over to format Partly my fault, to be honest. I'm fairly sure there's a segment in that review which talks about your trip to Gen Con. Yeah. <laughs> which is, that was seven months ago? Five months at least, yeah. Okay. It was August. <laughs> Sadly, that segment is gone as well. I n- n- no idea where it's gone. I couldn't find it when I was editing it. Well, good. It won't be uh, so dated then, right? <laughs> hey, vintage, I would call it, not dated. Vintage, right. <laughs> vintage knowledge. And insight into the uh, flowing rivers of Gen Con, as it were. Mm. It sounded fun. Yeah, it was. I hope to go back sometime. Maybe not this year, uh, but maybe next year. So I thought we'd start just running down um, what we've been playing lately, Lord of the Rings-wise or otherwise, and then jump right into the card review for Room Across Ravinia. Sound good? Mm. Uh, Liam, what have you been playing? Um, not too much Lord of the Rings, actually. Um, gonna be, um, getting back into the swing of things soon, hopefully, cause gonna have a bit of time off from some other games. Been playing a little bit of, um, well, actually quite a lot of, um, Warhammer Kill Team. Not played Warhammer since I was, well, it must have been since I was like 12, 13. So a good <laughs> wow. 15, 16, 17 years ago. <laughs> um, but, um, I've always really liked the the like uh, models that Games Workshop make. They're very detailed, expensive, but really nice models. So it's been really fun painting them up. And Kill Team is more sort of my style in the sense that it's um it's much smaller units. Like you have like ten guys maybe rather than two hundred guys in a, a proper big Warhammer army. So it's been nice painting up to sort of like to a good standard, sort of like 10, 10 guys. And the games have been really fun. It's been a three-month-long campaign, which we're coming to the end of. So we've had to play a game a week, which is really actually looking forward to not doing that and just being able to play <laughs> off. <laughs> but um, it's been... Lord of the Rings time. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'm looking forward to getting back to some other things. But um, but for those three months, it's been really fun, actually. Um, yeah, really, really um, fun little game. Enjoyed painting the miniatures. The campaign's gone really well. Got one more week left to play, but currently, um, leading the campaign. Haven't lost nice. a game yet. Been wow, good fun. Yeah. Yeah. For three months, it's been the team that I've got is pretty strong though. It's, it's, uh, Death Watch. 
they've got like silver, black black armor, silver arm, silver arm. Um, but yeah, I picked them up because there wasn't very mini- many miniatures. It's sort of more of an elite army. Uh, yeah. team, <laughs> rather than having to paint like twenty guys. Yeah, I was like, I was like, for my own for my own sanity, I'll only have to paint like ten dudes at most, uh, rather than like twenty thirty. Um, and I thought they would be easy to paint. Turns out that was a bit of a mistake. I don't know why I thought painting black armor would be quick, but Never. it's not. <laughs> it's not Death Watch is a Mandalorian faction in Star Wars, too. Not oh, is it? <laughs> is it not? Uh, uh, I thought that was a good bit of fact. Yeah, it, it should is, be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Mandalorians as well. Some of my favorite Star Wars stuff. But, um, yeah, so I've been playing quite a bit of that and, um, and that's taken up a lot of time, but, um, but been very enjoyable, very fun. Um, and the only other game that I've been playing a little bit, played a few campaigns, various campaigns for Arkham Horror over the past couple of months. They've been really fun, difficult, haven't actually been successful in a campaign for a good few campaigns now. We have been beaten at the last hurdle a number of times. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, oh, the last adventures can be brutal, can't they? Yeah, the second to last one has got us twice in a row now. It's been quite quite frustrating. We still play still play the last one. We play as a standalone, but um, nice. it's been been good fun. But again, that takes you know it takes a good amount of time. That um, and the only other game that I picked up recently was um, I quite like Star Realms, so I picked up all the new expansions for that. There's a bunch of new heroes where you you've got it's like a deck building game with spaceships and stuff. Uh, right. Very easy game, super simple to play. Like it's a nice game just to get out if you've got like half an hour of someone and you don't really want to do something too taxing um, on your mind. So it's been really fun. I like the new expansion. New expansions brought a lot to the game, um, but that's about it really. And then just like Christmas is just obviously and New Year's just taking a bunch of time, but it's been nice to see family and stuff. Were well, uh, you playing Keyforge as well? Oh yeah, I have actually played a bit of Keyforge. Yeah. Um, I have not played very much of it. I bought two decks, um, played, uh, like, uh, like an intro tournament, did all right there. Uh, my decks aren't very good. Like, is it, it, Keyford is really interesting. Like, I bought two decks and I think one of them's like, okay, it's quite combo-y and one of them's really straightforward. Um, and they're both just like, okay. And then when I went to this tournament, you could tell, like, people had spent a lot of money buying a lot of decks and they had like some really powerful <laughs> decks and it felt a bit rubbish playing those decks. But I think I might go to the tournaments where you go and you buy a deck at the tournament and then that's the deck you play or something like that. or some, some type of format where you don't bring a deck, you get one there. I think those would interest me more because I'm not up for buying, you know, 25 decks to try and chase a good one. And then, you know, such a weird marketing. Or, way to do a game i don't i haven't really played it or looked into it but it seems really different it is very very interesting way of approaching it um and i'm not sure how i feel about it in all honesty i'm the type of person that loves lcts because i really like to own everything like Mm -hmm. it's one one of the big pluses for lcts for me i love to have access to everything and own everything so like i I played a bit of destiny like that dice game with star wars i stopped playing that because it just reminded me of why I hate the collectible card game model um, <laughs> because it cost me so much money to complete the first set. And then I was just like, oh, whatever, I'm just going to sell it. Luckily, I sold it when it was really hard to find any stuff. So I made tons of money on it. <laughs> and then I haven't heard really... anything about it for months now. It seems to be. No, yeah, I think it kind of died out in our area. Which, uh, it's a shame, really. But, um, but yeah, so it's weird because it's not quite a CCG because you can't, 
I don't know how you would even explain it because it's not like you can't own them. The decks are self-contained. I don't know. I think the only thing that I would do different is I would, I think the decks are uh, 32 cards or something like that, I think, or 34 card decks. I think I would make it where it was like a 40 card deck and you can take out six cards. Mm, so yeah, a little bit of yeah, it gives you a bit more. T- and it also means that if you get a really bunch of cards that just don't work together, you can at least take them out of the deck. But um, I don't know. As a casual game, playing with a couple of my friends here, it's actually quite a fun game. Well, I have enjoyed extreme and illogical prejudice against it because I hear it's taken up all FFG's printing resources, which means they aren't reprinting other important things. Really? See, that doesn't surprise me because I can, (laughs) I I mean, it sold super well as well. Like, literally, when I went to pick up my two decks, I was just lucky to get them. We'll buy an entire box of it, like 20, 25, 20 decks in a box. How much is it? Um, I think it's a, Either eight or twelve pounds, I can't remember. It's not like super expensive, but it's enough where it's like, you know, if you buy a deck and it's rubbish, you do feel a bit like, oh, what a waste of money. You know what I mean? Is it kind of the same price as a Lord of the Rings pack? Yeah, it is a similar price okay. to that, yeah. Well keep us updated as far as Yeah, I will. How about you, Ryan? I kinda know what you've been playing. I'm trying to think. <laughs> yeah, you know I've been better. <laughs> I don't really have much time to play anything else outside of Lord of the Rings. I don't know if that's good or bad. Maybe I'm lucky. Well, it's a good I choice, can, I can tell you that. I can focus yeah. solely on the only game that matters. Oh, wait, that's Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, now I've been playing a lot of Lord of the Rings. I'm actually playing a game right now. Believe it or <laughs> not. I'm not even joking. <laughs> well, Liam was talking. <laughs> I, I was playing that before we started recording, actually, because... You know, I got the time wrong. I thought we were an hour later. So I thought, oh, I'll just sit down for a quick game of Blackgate Opens. <laughs> <laughs> well, that can I, be a quick game. I can tell uh, you that. I'm still playing. Well, I'm on, I'm on turn three, actually, and I'm still alive. No heroes are dead yet. And I've quested successfully for the last three turns. So things are looking all right at the moment. I've got three enemies engaged, but they're all about to die. I think I smell so, out <laughs> Nope. <laughs> No, okay. no, the Outlands are back in the box because I've used the Outlands today to beat another quest. Thematically appropriate for that quest as well. Yeah, I saw they that are, picture. Right? Pretty great. Yeah, cool. yeah. I, I, I don't think this will ever happen again, so I might as well describe the game. I played Pelennor Fields with Outlands. I just had the most amazing opening ever. I think it was, I got two very good tales done in the first two rounds, and I had a bunch of four-cost allies out because I was playing Leadership Denethor and Hurluin. And I think I exhausted Denethor to get extra resources as well from Captain's Wisdom. So I, I just got so many dudes down and I was questing for about 30 by turn three. And the With other deck, decks, yeah. yeah, yeah, two decks. And the other deck, I did a Oath of Eorl, Liam's favorite card, <laughs> with Eowyn and Legolas and Theoden and Unseen Strike and killed both Wraiths on Wings in the oh. round. Nice. It was insane. I put a picture on Twitter of the end. So it'll never happen again. So yeah, just just Lord of the Rings for me. Are we allowed to talk about other formats like computer games? Yeah. Sure. Okay, because I've been playing it mostly on Octagon. So <laughs> <laughs> physical and digital. But also I play Clash Royale. So Clash Royale is like my main mobile game, which I know Liam plays as well. Yeah. But they also fun. Supercell released Brawl Stars. And uh, yeah. I, I've tried to get into that, but I just can't get into it. It's so different from Clash Royale. Because yeah, you, well, 
totally different, isn't it? But I noticed you were playing it for a little bit, but then you kind of stopped. I just, I just, I'm not very good at it, to be honest. And I've also got an iPhone 5S, so it's quite a small screen. Uh, so you kind of have to peer at what you're doing. And it just feels like I'm running around shooting randomly and not <laughs> doing anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would definitely check that game out if you haven't played it, but uh, I prefer well, Clash Royale still. We'll have to do some um, some duo stuff on it. It's quite fun when you play with someone else. It's kind of like, it's almost like, in some respects, it's kind of like a little bit like a MOBA, but like a really light version of one, like a super light version of one, basically a main attack expression. So, well, if you're willing to tolerate how... a random noob who just runs around playing barley, throwing the bombs everywhere, not doing anything well, that... constructive, then I'll play with you. Well, my main my main play style is to play someone with a shotgun and hide in a bush and wait until oh. someone comes next to them and shot oh, okay. them. In the... <laughs> <laughs> so to play with that. <laughs> Team player, then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, that's me, though. What about you, Joseph? I've been doing a good bit of Lord of the Rings. I've been really enjoying uh, campaign with you. you yeah, I, I forgot that to mention that. Uh, sure. Well, we're doing that thematic campaign. We're I think we're actually just over halfway through now. Wow, because right. we just did Helm's Deep, which I spent most of my holiday playing and practicing for. <laughs> because, it, well, Helm's Deep, the hardest thing about that quest, I think, is the, well, beyond the number of cards it throws at you, is the amount of archery in it. And uh, we had no lore heroes available, really, unless you want to be trolly and play Elrond. And how much damage do we heal that game? None. Zero. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought that was a trick question then. I thought you wanted me to say, uh, two? Yeah, none all game. That's crazy. Because the only healing card is the Dunedain Remedy. And we didn't have an Honor Guard either to cancel any damage. Not till the very last turn. So, yeah, that, that, it's one of those games where it's an amazing game, but I'm not sure how fun it would be to watch because it's so slow. Because if we make one mistake in that game, we're dead. We had to think about every move, and you had played the quest enough, and you knew exactly what could come up. That was pretty mm. good. At the moment, for Blackgate, I have no idea what can come up. So really, I'm <laughs> just kind of playing it by ear. Speaking <laughs> of Blackgate, I've been doing a campaign with my local group as well, and we just played the Blackgate mm. uh, for several weeks, actually. We finally got eight rounds, and we might try one more time to get nine or ten, but... Not sure we can pull it off. Well, the worst shadow effect so far seems to be attacking enemy gets plus one attack for each resource on the black gate. That this is, is bad. bad. Yeah, this is bad. It's already three. So these yeah. bowmen and these chuds are starting to hit for five or six, which is not yeah, good. Yeah. Anyway, I've been playing a campaign with you, campaign with my local group, um, playing the new stuff as it comes out. I've been playing just a lot of Lord of the Rings stuff for my blog occasionally too although i've kind of slowed down a little bit on that that's the lord of the rings testing ground blog where i take decks and run them through a gauntlet of quests kind of analyze deck building and then i've been playing an imperial assault campaign too with my wife we enjoy that game a lot and she's a good gamer and just started a new one while i paint up the latest box then i get to play kid games with my kids Started a campaign, Mice and Mystics, where we're little mice running around fighting rats and rodents and weird things like that. So we've been having <laughs> fun with that. So a wide variety of weird stuff. I also play Star Realms a bit online. We should try to 
I don't know if we can connect. Yeah, we could connect for a game, couldn't we, Liam? Yeah, I think you can on the app. Actually, I've I've bought the app, but I've uh, not um, not played it for a while. But you can, I'm almost certain you can play it. And I think you can also do it where it's like where you take your turns, but it gives you like a whole day to do your turn. Yeah. So you end yeah. up playing a game over like a space of a couple of days, which right. is quite cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely have to try that. And my other thing, good grief, I have a lot of things. I've been playing a Blood and Plunder, a twenty-eight miniature, twenty-eight millimeter kind of Age of Empire pirate kind of game. I'm painting a lot for that, building up ships and going at it. A lot of fun. I love looking at your pictures of all your painted miniatures. Look awesome. Yeah, I got to We did a whole campaign, and that took about three months to go through. Probably 12, 15 games. It was a lot of fun. Anyway, don't need to talk about that too much. Should we get on to our uh, card review? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Today we're looking at Rome Across Ravanian. This is the second AP in the current Arid Mithrin cycle. Is that right? Yes. Honestly, it takes so long for them to come out here. I don't know what cycle we're on. <laughs> we could well, very well be on the next one for all I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy with FFG. They've been releasing consistently every two months, which is twice as much as they said it would be, but it's better than being left hanging for five months like last Are, are you sure you're happy with them? Because I've still got a salty taste in my mouth from looking at your Twitter feed. <laughs> I've been giving it FFG a hard time about reprinting. <laughs> if you look at... I can have a window into the back door of distribution, and I can look at distributors and what's available to them. And of the, what, about... 80, 90 products in the regular line, the Cycles and Deluxe. Guess how many are currently available to distributors? Well, I know the answer, so I can't say. Is it yeah. is, is the question Lord of the Rings only? Yeah. Product? Yeah. yeah. So, and, and are you counting Cycles? Or, or, am I guessing Cycles is in the whole, is it the whole cycle? But, hmm. Just like every single product excluding print-on-demand for Lord of the Rings. There's about ninety, I think. Maybe, Maybe, yeah. I would, I would hope. I think, I think it would be healthy if there was fifty or sixty. I would say that there's probably less than that. So my guess is going to be thirty. <laughs> Twelve is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. That but you can order twelve. That's what distributors have access to. That's what a game store has access to. That's not good. No, and not e- good eBay, eBay is a is a not a good place to try and find out print products. People scalp you so hard on like. Yeah, you can still find stuff. some product on Amazon and eBay for MSRP, but yeah, if you want like Arizona Numenor, you're paying a hundred bucks. If you want yeah. Shadows and Flame, you're paying north of a hundred bucks yeah. for one AP. It's still and sitting on t- the upcoming page, updated. In October of 2007, it's going to get a reprint. 2007? Yeah. (laughs) I am salty about that, but I am happy that they've been releasing the current cycle at a regular and not too ridiculous rate. So I'll Mm. try to stay cheerful here. It is hard, though, isn't it, for like new players? Because I remember when I first played, I didn't come right in at the start, and I think I came in at the beginning of the second cycle, Dwaradolf. And, um, the first cycle was out of print. So I bought a few wow. Daradolf packs, but I really wanted to do it in order. 
So mm-hmm. I remember wait, waiting and waiting and waiting. And I was really tempted to pay over uh, the odds just to get it because I just wanted it. But I just waited and waited and waited. And when it finally came, I bought it all. But it's it's quite frustrating to wait, isn't it? It's sort of like, you're kind of like, oh, I want it, I want it. I want it. <laughs> it kills the game, all the new players. Yeah, there are several players who jumped in at Christmas time. They got corset for Christmas and mm. on a Facebook page saying, uh, can I buy this game? How do I get product? <laughs> yeah, is If the new players just shy away because they can't get product, it's not good for the game at all. No, no. Maybe you could put them onto the app. <laughs> yeah, well, it drives people to Octagon, I guess, but you can't really mm. navigate Octagon until you really know the game. So, Anyway, yeah, that's, that's a grumpy conversation for a different time. Sorry, I, I unlocked the door to that one. Yeah. Sorry. I do apologize. <laughs> what, I have interest, what do you think your children would say if they knew you were an online troll? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, those people who troll celebrities, you're like them, but for FFG now, constantly irritating <laughs> them, calling them names. I'm not calling names. I'm just encouraging <laughs> them to do the right thing. Meaning of them. Yeah, no revenge porn just yet. <laughs> get, there, get there one day maybe hey ffg look what i found <laughs> well in other news Blackgate is looking bad because um, i'm only breaking even on the quest so i think it's time for us to look at the first card before i die what do you say all right <laughs> all right okay, you're so up Hold I, I am. here we go so first card is the lore hero haldan uh and he is 10 threat cost two willpower three attack one defense four health he is a woodman. I believe he's the first woodman hero. Mm-hmm. And he's also a scout, which is unusual. And he reads, while the active location has an attachment on it, Haldan does not exhaust a quest. And he has a response. When the active location is explored, draw one card for each attachment on it. Any thoughts on him? Hmm. Going to give well, a first crack at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Interestingly, these... Uh, this is the first time that I'm seeing any of these cards. So you get my raw first gut impression of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that guy is pretty buff. That is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> and he's got a pipe as well. <laughs> um, but for his ability is well, obviously it's, uh, first scout hero, is it? Or is there? We have a couple scouts? other scouts, I think. Elfhelm is a scout. Uh, that Dale chick is a scout. Lanwin. Legolas. Spirit Legolas. Uh, Spirit Legolas is a scout. We got a couple. Sick of the sight so... of Spirit Legolas. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't used them, have we? <laughs> so this, uh, so this is obviously, um, trying to play into sort of the scout decks that mess around with the locations. Attachments going onto locations is something that can be quite easily done and drawing a card for each attachment on it is pretty strong. Um, I think it'd probably be pretty decent in, in the right deck. Um, obviously lots of card draw potential there. And if your, if your attachment on there is something like, is it Ancient Madam that draws you cards? Mm-hmm. So then you're drawing even more cards off, which is quite Ancient nice. Madam, this guy's best friend, isn't it? He gets to draw four yeah. off it, which is crazy. That's really nice. I mean, the first player gets to draw three. You don't, you potentially are only drawing one if you're in a multiplayer game. But still, that's, um, it also kind of like, in some respects, kind of helps 
people want to play Ancient Mathem more if it's in your deck because you're guaranteed one draw at least. Sometimes you hold it in your hand in multiplayer games because you're waiting for the right time to right. play it so that you're the one that draws the cards. <laughs> but <laughs> but you don't clear the location and then it goes to the next yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then you're absolutely gutted. But um but this kind of helps that in some respects. It would make me more open to the idea of just throwing a madam down there because I know that I'm guaranteed one card draw off of it at least. And also my guy's not exhausted quest as well. Which, um so I think it kind of may, maybe sort of will help um, help those uh, cards that help the first player in multiplayer games. It will help you want to play them more because they are a bit weird. Like they can be a bit, a bit tricky to play. Um, but questing for two and not exhausting to quest is uh, pretty nice if you've got some attachments on there. What other attachments do you guys feel like you would like to put on on quest on on the quest cards? Well, there are or a lot. There are a lot of these. Um... Haldan sort of themed attachments coming out. Like there's one later on in this pack, the Woodman's Path, and then there's the Woodman's Clearing, which yeah, I think lowers strong. yeah lowers your threat by three. People are raving about that. I I haven't played it myself, and except for Haldan decks, I have had a go with Haldan. By the way, you've played him, haven't you, Joseph? Yeah, I have a little bit. It's still kind of a puzzle to me. I built up a couple different versions. Um. <laughs> But yeah, what do you think, Brandon? Oh, well, I'll, I'll give you my my scathing evaluation, and then I'll scale it up <laughs> to friendly levels. I think okay. I think he's the typical gym dude. He's all style but no substance. <laughs> 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 you look at him, you're like, oh yeah. But then you actually talk to him, you're like, wow, this guy's dumb as hell. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I think though. I think when you see him for the first time, you do think he's going to be amazing. But when you play him in solo. I find his response is not very reliable. Um, and that means that his first part isn't very reliable either because you're really dependent on seeing those location attachments. Right. And I find they're not very impactful, really. Mm. Uh, you need to see combinations of cards for them to work well. Like the path, I think, lowers the active location to one quest point, which mm. works with Elfstone. And uh, to get anything off Elfstone, you need some ally. So there's already three cards that you need to get like a combo going. So you need to draw those cards. So you have to run Master of the Forge, and you're just running loads of card draw and not really doing much else. I found. So I, I find they they tend to he tends to stall a little bit. I think the place I think he's going to be much better is actually with four players because mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be a really good solo hero, but I think. Uh, Four players will make him really reliable. You'll be able to spread that draw around from uh, the Madam, and mm-hmm. you'll still get draw yourself. So you, you don't need to be selfish, Liam, anymore. You can be uh, shareable, Liam. <laughs> and when you, can, you are selfish, you, you get four of those. Ryan, welcome home. Here's an ancient Madam for you, and I'll take a card as well. <laughs> like that. So, yeah. I, I think he's, he's, he's all right, though. He's just not as um, kind of uh, blow. He didn't blow me away like I thought he was going to. He does seem to be a multiplayer support hero. I agree. And he's kind of confused. He's kind of a multi-purpose hero. He can quest and he can attack, but he's not great at either. So you kind of need him to do both, which means you really need a location with attachments out all the time. But in solo, that's just not always feasible, is it? No. Especially at nightmare across the Etten right? (laughs) 
Oh yeah, mm. that one game we played. So we played a two-player game, and he just never got going. We didn't never draw a location friend. until like turn eight. Yeah, it's probably not the best <laughs> quest for him, to be fair, because of those safe locations. Right. But you are right. That's another thing. Is especially in solo, you're not guaranteed to even have a location out. Do to help that, but 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 you're running that. stuff to just power him up when he's yeah when he's not really getting much power. I tend to find that um, in the decks I've played with him, you'll you'll put something on the active location and draw a bunch of cards, and the cards you draw will be more things to put on the active location. So you don't play any willpower stuff. Mm-hmm. I tend to find, and there's some decks where they try to use the elf stone to play the really beefy allies. But if you draw the cards in the wrong order, like I've played games with those decks where I've got the three Harad guys in my hand and it's Trisphere and I can't play them. So I can't yeah. actually do anything. I can't even clear a location. <laughs> I sound really negative about him. I, I'm, not, I'm not. I like him. It's just I think he's way more reliable in four player. But he's he's feels like one of those guys that there is going to be more tools for him later on. Like he doesn't like there isn't like a super large amount of stuff like you can actually do with him currently, but he's got the potential there for mm. later on. Yeah, I do also agree in some respects as well, because your whole the whole point of the active location is you want him to so you have to then be playing cards every single turn onto the active location to trigger his ability. If you're doing well and you're clearing the active location every turn, then you'll be wanting to play one every turn. If you're doing badly and you're not able to clear that active location every turn, then he's still that that card would still be on there, so his ability is still triggered. So even if things go slightly wrong, he, he is still able to sort of help you out a little bit, if you know what I mean. Like, he, he'll still be able to attack, uh, well, he doesn't exhaust to quest, so he'll still be able to quest and, um, you know, do something else, attack maybe or something. But if, yeah, if things are going wrong and you're falling out, then he has the potential to sort of still be decent. So here's a complete list of the... Uh... Attachments that can go on locations. Top of the list, I would say, is Ancient Mathem, Elfstone, Woodman's Path, Woodman's Clearing, and then second tier would be Ranger Provisions, Thror's Key, and then Path of Need, and then the third tier would be Hith Lane. What's that, right? <coughs> Explorer's <Yeah>. Almanac <laughs> and Guarded Ceaselessly, which is also a little popularity card. So we got about six that are decent, or five. Which means 15 mm. guards in your deck, that's 30 your deck. You'll see them. But, yeah, the question is, is it worth a 30 your deck, right? Just to be able to not exhaust. Well, you get to draw cards. You're doing well, good things, but... too. Yeah. I mean, and, you and, and, yeah. get a ton of cards, wooden mid-paths, going to hurry you up, going to quest for probably two to five willpower, which is huge. Woodman's mm. clearing gets your threat down, range of provisions helps out. What about him in sort of a um, a trap? And you're like trapping enemies and also trapping the active location as well in some respect. Going full attachments. <laughs> Your master of the forge could be kept busy there. Yeah, I have that. But then do you have enough room for like no. your allies <laughs> and willpower and stuff? <laughs> That's what I mean. Well, you're just drawing cards to draw other cards that would draw you cards. I played a deck with 100 cards in it. With this guy. Sounds like, sounds like law. <laughs> <laughs> Literally had a hundred cards. Really? <laughs> Offerings TV. Uh, the one deck that I had a little bit of fun with, I built up real quick was Hold Hand, Hold Ear, and Mary. Starts at 25 threads, which is a little high 
for a secrecy style of deck. Or not secrecy, but I'd play the Ringo South, and I never engaged the enemy the whole game. I just kept killing in the staging area. So that was a fun quest, but I wasn't able to really pull it off on any other quests. <laughs> but Holdan certainly needs spirit, right? Mm. He needs spirit. Yeah. For the Mavum Acceleration and the Dunedain Pathfinder, which can help make sure he has locations, right? You need quite a bit of lore resources to play all this stuff, which means you're pretty much locked in, pretty closely locked into lore lore spirit, in my opinion, which limits you. Yeah, what's your defender then? Berigond, really? Right, Berigond would be a good one. Sorry, did you say spirit, spirit, lore? Or you said one spirit, two lore. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, again, who's your defender? Elrond, if you're going for two lore. Yeah, but then your threat's pretty high because Haldan is 10 threat. Yeah, I've seen those Trisphere decks using Grimbjorn. He's uh, really solid. Mm-hmm. So he'd be all right. Or, or maybe Tactics Baragond. Yeah. Yeah, because Haldan could be a good attacker, but you need Tactics. Mm. any weapons unless you use something janky like the Dale hero brand bard whichever one spirit <laughs> get other but there is a lore weapon coming up here we might see later this evening i was just uh, <laughs> I was just scrolling down to have a look at that i was thinking there's a tasty weapon shame it's not an axe for the theme yeah, was, uh, I, I wonder if he's going to get a pipe because i think he'd be much cooler if he actually does get like a woodman or a scout pipe woodman pipe yeah Smoking in the forest, that's safe, right? <laughs> as long as it's not the dry season, it'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, rainforest. So, kind of middling on him so far, but maybe he'll improve. Yeah, I would agree. I think he can be pretty dramatic in a multiplayer game, but in solo, not a lot of options, I think. It's also a little bit... I don't know, it's a little bit... I don't want to say boring, but like... His abilities are just sort of like you get a card and you don't you don't exhaust. It's sort of a bit like mm, okay. Told you, mate. He's been down the gym. He's boring. <laughs> I also <laughs> suspicious of the way he cut that tree down. I know a little about cutting trees, and it looks like he's chewing that like a beaver instead of hitting it with axe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been striking, he striking downwards. Isn't that how you cut them down? Though, you don't you do like an an uh, an angle? sort of inwards, and then you topple it. But he, he's cut all the way around the tree, and you don't ah, do that. You make a face on one side and a back cut above on the other side. See, scratch below the surface. I'm telling you, style over substance. He had no <laughs> control of where that tree was going to fall. It could fall right on his head, and he'd just have to... He doesn't look... Which he probably could do, but... <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look like the kind of guy who really cares. I guess not. <laughs> I, I've fallen <laughs> this... I've felled? Is it felled? I felled this tree the wrong way. What are you going to do about it, mate? Like Aragorn is off screen there, and Aragorn's worried about this guy. That's actually Aragorn's pipe. <laughs> I just imagine one of the one of the trees in the background being like a shot end. So what? Yeah. If you peer at the card, you can see Treebeard in the background. Photo. <laughs> I like knew that log. <laughs> surprised Pikachu style, just like with your <laughs> mouth open, like, ah, what have you done? The axe handle is actually Treebeard. Oh, <laughs> oh <man. laughs> Ah, should we move to the next card here? Yeah. Mm. Uh, so this is 
a five-cost ally in the leadership sphere, and he has two willpower, two attack, one defense, and three hit points. He's Dale Scout Warrior. Uh, he's unique as well. Uh, response, after you play Wigloff, play an item attachment on him from your hand for no cost. Action, exhaust an attachment on Wigloff to ready him. Limit once per phase. Um, this seems really good. Expensive, but the response and the action in Dale seem like that would be really useful. His stats aren't great, but you would assume that the items that you put on him would be buffing his stats. Right. Yeah. Response after you play an item on him for no cost. Mm. You could also do some tricks where you play an item on him for free and then move it with the other Dale cards as well, and you've effectively paid nothing for the item. Right, yeah. The long trader could make good use of that, couldn't he? Mm. I think I quite like him. The cost of five is a lot, but he is leader, so you're not super worried about the cost necessarily. And then to exhaust the attachment to ready him, if you have got good stats on him by the time he's got a bunch of items, then you'd probably be quite happy to ready him. Although, don't a lot of the Dale attachments, uh, the Dale item attachments, don't they exhaust to do the thing that they want to do? Is that is that right? Mm-hmm. Don't some of them have to some exhaust? Them them some of them. Probably not the ones you're going to put on this guy, though, I would have thought. What, I think what the boulders, but oh, that's about yeah. it. Yeah. What do you guys feel about it? I think first impression seems seems decent. Yeah, I think he seems good, but I haven't done it, used him yet for some reason. So that make me think he's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been playing a lot of Dale, to be That's honest, because it's been Ryan's. Uh, my what? Deck. Sorry? Your deck for a while. Oh, my playing. pet deck. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yet. So I haven't played for a while, but... um. My concern is if you put a bunch of them in your deck, he's too expensive early game. Yeah. And if you don't put very many in your deck, you aren't going to see them. But maybe he'd be good just one of and then just run. You're going to run attachments already. There's only a couple really expensive ones you could get a big out of. And if you're mid-game and you got your King of Dale going, you probably can get him in for two or three, right? Which is not yeah. bad at all. And dump. Mm. I think there's one attachment in uh, specifically that comes out in the next pack, but it's already out. The uh, Ancestral Armor should be a great deal on this guy. That's in this pack. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, four costs, so if you can get yeah. that onto him for free, that's, uh, you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're in Dreamland then. That's nine can, resources. Yeah, pay two for Wigloff with King of Dale and get that armor for free, and then you get two actions at him. He's questing for three with five hit points. Hmm. Th- it sound good. Is it right? So after you play Wiglaf, that means you will not get this response if you cheat him into play with Elfstone and all that kind of stuff. Very good tale. It has to be after you play him in the planning phase. Right. It doesn't say play from your hand. Yeah. So I think it could be at a different. Uh, there could be some other corner cases. I don't know if something like sneak attack would work. Mm, no, that's put into play. Says. I don't think it says that, actually. It it's interesting. It, it does say from your hand when it's talking about the attachment, but not about him. Mm. Sadly, my right. black get my black get deck here is not running sneak attack, so I can't look it up after. I'll look it up real quick. Sure it play. This card that we use like in 90% oh. of all leadership decks, and we can't remember what it says. <laughs> it says you don't read it, card 
into play from your hand. <laughs> it has to say from yeah. Put one ally card into play from your hand. Into the face. Still on play. Return. To yeah. Play. So no sneak attack. No reinforcements. This kind of stuff. All right. I think you're right. It's um, it's, it's difficult to balance this guy in a deck because uh, three copies. Hmm. Is unique as well. Sure. Yeah. I don't think I. Would, sure. I don't think I would ever run three copies of a of a unique like him. Where he's not. He's not like this. He's not like the centerpiece of the deck. Do you know what I mean? He's not what mm. is going to make deck work the deck's already working fine it's just a bit of gravy in there yeah I that's his other weakness all the other dale allies are so crazy good right <laughs> yeah that guardian of esgroth from the last pack he's um man of the hour mm-hmm. you might say <laughs> got bromance going on with that guy so wiglaf is looking off from the sidelines at the moment <laughs> I, I do want to play with this guy though because i think now i'm sort of staring at him i'm thinking exhaust an attachment that's quite good so you can quest he'll quest for three with, mm-hmm. uh, Bard, no brand. <laughs> Still getting them <laughs> wrong. <laughs> They've been out six months. Need two years at least. <laughs> and then, yeah, I guess if he's got the ancestral armor, then uh, what's he going to be? He's going to be three and five health. Mm-hmm. So three quest and three defense with five health is nice. He's got extra defense as well, ancestral armor. Yeah, that, I wish I had two there, but that would probably be overpowered. That would mm. give him four defense. Yeah, two, two, but two. But three, three and five is a really good defender. And you can potentially defend twice with him if you have another attachment on him. And he can take something else as well. He could take the squire's mm-hmm. helm, so he's got seven health. And the squire's but, helm isn't restricted either, so he can oh, take something else. <laughs> and he's also a warrior, so he can take that hauberk. Uh-huh. And yeah, that's so not restricted either, so he can still take something else. <laughs> Wait, the squire's <laughs> helm is restricted. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Because I get confused because you're looking up again, aren't you? This is going to be 2-0 to Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee it's, it's, um, it's restricted. I believe you, although I looked it up earlier today and I thought it wasn't. I think it is. Right. Yeah, it is because I usually stack stuff on that other dude, the Guardian, and that's one of the restricteds that he gets. Right. Because imagine if you could give them Squire's Helm and Hallwork and Raiment of War. Or right. this ancestral armor, that you'd never be able to kill them. <laughs> Tank and smog and laughing about it. Which uh, the, well, the Guardian of Esgroth can do, by the way. He's that ridiculous. I was with my buddy last night playing uh, Fire in the Night, defending that dragon, and we had Thranduil all beefed up with all those leadership attachments, given defense. and uh, But then the dragon attacked for 12 all of a sudden. Whoa. If it wasn't for that little uh Dunedain warning I had on Gimli, he would have died. Those little one defense buff cards are so underrated. The campaign has sort of uh, brought them back to life for me. And that Hallberg is so, so good. Yeah, that's one of my... Because it just goes on so cards. many guys. Yeah, it can go on so many different characters. Heroes like Boromir and allies like this guy. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, I made a list of the other items that could go on him. He can have the new map of Avanian, which mm. is cheap and you could ready him. He has can use the Hauberk. Raymond of War takes up two restricted slots. He can take the bow. Cram as an item you could put on him for free. That would be a really bad. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Wait, isn't that a hero? Oh, I think you're right. Oh, three no. <laughs> Delete that. <laughs> um, and draft, I think, can go on him. It's an item. Spearhood and cloak, but 
he's not really great for that because he wants to exhaust it, which is useless. The Mariner's Compass is a fun one that I would actually be worth it on this guy. He's a scout, so he can take it. You'd have to exhaust the Mariner's Compass to do something with it. But it's the one you can discard a location in the staging area to pull out a different one. Seems pretty powerful, but you never want to exhaust it. Keep it character to exhaust, so it might be worthwhile. It wouldn't be the one you want to play free on him, but it might be a fun one to use on him. We've got Squire's Helm, Ancestral Armor, Gray Cloak, and Warrior Sword, which is coming out later. Quite so ancestral stuff. Armor is certainly the best deal, isn't it? Yeah, that's the one you... That's the dream, isn't it? Yeah. But, I mean, are you really wanting for Defenders and Dale? Like, yeah, does, Dale have, does Dale really need another big Defender? Well, I guess you could plop down the armor on him and then just slide it over to the Redwater Sentry too, just a that's cost true. reduction. But Yeah, he doesn't seem needed, but he seems pretty good. Yeah, mm. I think he's alright. I, I haven't played enough with the guy. In fact, I don't think I've tried him yet. I haven't either. Um, so, I, I think he's good. Just heavy. Yeah. Heavy and slow. Yeah. And about defenders, um, it doesn't really help them, cause, because he's slow. If he was a bit right. faster... Because uh, the sentry's three, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy probably going to take you another round to get out because the Dale heroes are not very good at defending because they're two and three. Right. It's a little bit squishy. So you really do need a defender quite quickly in Dale. It's the first time I've seen someone with armor on their beard. <laughs> I thought that was coming. <laughs> Makes no as soon as you said it's the first time, I thought, is this a beard comment? <laughs> you don't know Dale like their beards. That's, that's taking it to the extreme, isn't it? It's, it's nicer than his shield. Like, he's got a crappy wooden shield, just like a circle. He's just like, just bog standard shield, but now he's, he's all in for the beard armor. <laughs> he spent it. He spent all his money on wax and. Uh, Groove equipment, and he had yeah. nothing left for the defensive requirements of his position. I'm guessing a beard of that length probably takes a good two or three years to get like down that far. Oh, yeah. What do you reckon? Like growth like that. So uh, if I had taken two years on that, I'd probably put a bit of chain mail over it as well. He's like, you know, I don't, I don't need chainmail gloves. I need chainmail beard protector. <laughs> That's an attachment coming out in the next pack. Dale <laughs> <Jail> only. <laughs> Wig laugh only. <laughs> <laughs> Cost 10, so you get it for free. Look. Well, Hall Man could use some beard armor. He could use some armor, right? So maybe, well, I guess his abs are good enough armor. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll repel anything. <laughs> All right, next card is mine. We've got the Wild Stallion, which could go on Wigloff. Not as the item, but could help him out. Wild Stallion is a two-cost spirit ally. One willpower, one attack, one defense, one hit point. It cannot have attachments. It's a creature. And it has this big planning action. Attach Wild Stallion to an ally you control. Counts as a mount attachment with text restricted. Limit one per ally. Attached ally gets... Plus one willpower, attack, defense, and plus one hit point. What do you think? Uh, let's hear Liam's uh, untested opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
wait a second, I'm a little bit confused. So it's an, <laughs> it's an ally. <laughs> wait, is this a permanent thing or <laughs> yeah. it's a card? <laughs> yeah, specifically, specifically where this card in this particular instance. Counting action, attach World Stallion to an ally you control and it counts as a marathon. So you could either play it as the ally or as an attachment. No. You have to play it as the ally, and then you can turn it into a mount, right? Okay, I see. In the planning action, hmm, that's uh, that's funky. That's not <laughs> happened before, is it? No, no, I don't think so. I quite like it. It's quite, it's quite uh, like thematically, it's quite cool. I like it. Um, it's a bit all over the place in the sense that you just get, like, but you know, there are decks that really take advantage of mounts. And I can imagine it in those decks being pretty powerful. Um, that's, it costs two. It would be cool if it was Rohan as well. Like a wild Rohan stallion creature, do you know? But, yeah, that's um, what I was expecting as well. Yeah, the creature and Rohan. But, um, yeah, I think it's okay. I'm not sure what deco. And it's a bit that? all over the place in the sense of its stats as well. I'm going to say I don't like it, to be honest. I think it's a really <laughs> cool card and interesting. Player. I'm going to say I don't like it. My first gut impression. This is this is where I'm like, uh, yo, guys, <laughs> there's actually this crazy combo. How could you not see? <laughs> nah. nah, I don't like it. No, don't like it. Oh, no, it I love seems it. a bit like it seems a bit just like what's what's the point? You get one of everything. Well, well, have you played Guardian of Esgroth yet? Oh yeah, no, I haven't. Is, oh, it, is this for him? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, you stick this on Guardian of Esgroth and he's getting plus three. Because he gets one, well, does he? Gets plus two. two. Yeah, but, yeah. but it, I just mean with this and the mount, he's three, 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 three. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's really cheap. Isn't he? he costs, is he, is he two, costs yeah. two, yeah, yeah. So two, with this when, as well. When he gets this mount, he gets double benefit from it. So Ooh, four cost for a stats equal, almost equal to Hero Gandalf isn't too bad, right? Mm. Yeah, right. stick the squire's and, helm on him, and uh, there you go. Yeah, or where you go? It's not. It's not restricted. Four. That's the it one thing I think I've been making a mistake with. Is I, I think I might have been forgetting that this is restricted once it's attached. It mm. Yeah. So, so, but I think yeah. though, well, let's face it. Once you've got um, Guardian Vesgroth with this squire's helm and the hauberk, I believe he's something like. Five, four, six, or something like this. Five, yeah. four, five, maybe six, five, wow. six. I don't know. With eight health, I mean, <laughs> until he gets blanked. <laughs> yeah. Well, just don't put one damage on him, and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or don't play him in any blanking quests. But outside <laughs> of that guy, there's plenty of good targets for this. Harad allies for a start. Jubair yeah, that's my favorite. favorite. Yeah, Jubair. Will be four Blood. defense, four health, mm-hmm. and Yazan will be a good attacker too. Yeah, Yazan will be three and four with this. Mm-hmm. Legolas is quite good with this. Gimli, Legolas, yeah, I was thinking Legolas would be quite. Oh yeah, I like Gimli is a good one. Mm, I've been playing those today in Pelnor Fields. Wasn't running this. No, oh. I, didn't, I didn't think about it actually. That'd be thematic uh, though. It right? would. It would be cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting one in. Thanks. Nice. <laughs> That's kind of my attitude to this guy. I'm putting one in. It'll be nice to have this on my defender on Jubair or something, but I haven't been running the full three copies. Part of my problem is I always run one spirit hero, and there's so many good spirit cards. It's hard to yeah. play something like this and still have your resource for test of will. 
Yeah, it's quite nice as well that you can like have a specific target in mind for it. You play it for the two costs. You don't necessarily have the card that you want to mount up yet. Mm-hmm. But you play it and it still does something for you. Like you got the two, you know, you can quite quest for one or, you know, whatever, throw in an extra attack somewhere. But, you know, if you've got the resources to play it, it's not just a card in your hand that you're not able to play, which is quite nice. And then when the card comes finally that you do want to mount up, then, uh, yeah, you can just go straight up with that. But it's, um, but it's also quite interesting because it basically just gives its stats to the to the to the guy that you're allying. Like, what's the difference between, like, I suppose, is there much difference between just having it in play or mounting it up if you're not getting a specific benefit from mounting up? Do you know what I mean? If you're looking for an extra attack with Legolas, for example, why not just attack with the Wild Stallion and Legolas at the same time? The only thing place where it comes into play is if what if you get like one damage to each character? Or something, yeah, that'd be bad, right? Yeah, or if you have a defender. The difference between defending for three and defending for two yes. is considerable, it's isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's true. But for Legolas, questing and sorry, an attack, yeah, I was just saying for questing, questing and attack is a bit sort of like it's nice, it's quite cool. But if there's not a specific reason to do it, I don't know. Good for somebody you can have readying on, so you can make use of more than one of those stats. Yeah. Otherwise, you're kind of wasting a couple of those stats, aren't you? And that's true, actually. Readying abilities as well. I think this could be pretty good on Darrowine too. He's that Rohan defending ally. That would yeah. turn him into a four-four with shadow protection. I've been using sort. him a lot. Yeah, he's a beast. Very though. nice. Yeah, he's really good. Give him one attachment, and like you say, mm-hmm. get him to four-four, and he's very, very reliable. This could campaign of Ramas as well. Campaign has made me play a lot of leadership heroes, so I've had mm-hmm. to look carefully at leadership cards. Well. Neither of these are leadership cards, but the reason I say this is because you can cancel shadow effects with Deer Wine if right. you've got leadership resources sitting around. And because there aren't yeah. any good leadership cards, there always are resources sitting around. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's not true. There's, there's lots of good leadership cards now. I think leadership's got a lot of love in the last two cycles. Yeah, really good cards. Go further back, they got a lot of rubbish true. or a lot of uh, tribal cards, They're you might say. Kind of becoming mm. the defensive sphere, really. Mm. We got this new armor here. We got the hobber. Both of those are great. We get some really good defensive allies. The next card is Maneldor. It is a tactics ally. Costs three. Two willpower, two attack, one defense, and two health. It's a creature and an eagle. It is the first eagle for a long time, I think. I think Ooh. so. Probably the last one was Gwai here, I would guess, off the top of my head. Yeah, That's you probably right. right was probably well, three or four cycles ago. Uh, he cannot have restricted attachments and response after Maneldor enters or leaves play, plays two progress on a location. I think this is a really nice uh, little card for the Eagle decks. Mm. But outside of that, I probably wouldn't use him too much. Yeah, mm. probably not. It is sort of tempting to chuck him in if you're playing mono tactics because mm. you've got a bit of you know a little bit of questing presence there haven't you not loads but you know some and that can always be a bit difficult in mono tactics so it might be might you might be tempted to do it there but yeah you're right if you're playing eagles you're putting them in there aren't you yeah the unique part of them isn't that bad because you can you're happy to kill them off sometimes get that progress again and you can put them underneath the eagle and misty mountains 
didn't mm. play him again. I've yeah. actually got him in hand right now in this game of Black Gate. Uh, so this is really <laughs> appropriate. I just can't play him because I can't afford him. I've <laughs> played with this guy quite a lot in, in a few Eagles decks, and um, he is really good. Because like you mm-hmm. say, you, you uh, sometimes you might be precious about an expensive Eagle, but at least with this guy, when you chump with him, which is, tends to be what I do, Quest for two is all right as well, but um, yeah. I might want to chump him. If I get the second copy in hand, I'm like, oh, okay, I can kill him now. Exactly. And I'll get the two progress. The only sad thing is when you don't have a location out. Yeah. Because you kind of, you're, yeah, you're like, oh, I don't want to play him yet. I want to wait. But, right. you know, don't fall into that trap. Just play it, I guess. And get the well, willpower down. I don't know. If you've got three tactics resources and an eagle's deck, there's a good chance you could play something else. Hmm. But two willpower is good in tactics. I was thinking that two willpower in tactics is nothing to sniff at. No, no, it's very good. There's only like one other ally that can do that. Two. Uh, Is this a test? There's the guy. There's the there's the dwarf. The dwarf. dwarf. I don't think that's the one I was thinking of. There's there's three. There's There's a dwarf. Yep. There's beachbone. Ah, yeah, beachbone. I was just playing him too in Eisenkart. But yeah, Eagle Deck, this guy, definitely throw him in. I'd put full three copies. Yeah, me too. Mm. Well, you've probably got room in an Eagle Deck as well. <laughs> yeah, it's not very full, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I looked up I when we got Gua here, and that was 2014. So. Oh, okay. Wow. Five years ago. <laughs> Wait, when did this yeah. pack come out? Was it 2018 or 2019? I guess this was 2018. Okay. Okay, so the next eagle will be out in 2022. All right. Okay, <laughs> see ya. <laughs> do uh, do um, encounter cards count? Because there's definitely been a few eagle encounter cards. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, good point. Guai here. In the black gate opens as black it goes. <laughs> we'll come in together. It's turn five, I'm still alive, so. Wow. But yeah, I, like, I, I quite like this card. For, like, you know, it's not... It's not crazy powerful for three, but um, but yeah, for an eagle's deck, I'd definitely be including that. I don't, yeah, as you say there, I can't really imagine putting it into anything else. Two quested in, in tactics is interesting, and and effectively like a bit more as well because you've got the two progress as well when it comes into play. Mm-hmm. So that all counts. Um, two and a half quester. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he's um, yeah, I think I think it's pretty uh, pretty sweet, and I kind of see him as. It, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I hope it means that there's some more, more eagles are coming. That'd be nice. There's another one further down here. <laughs> there's another I one. Kind of two cost. There is, yeah. That's kind yeah, of seems a two cost ally just because I feel like the Hiragon deck or the eagle deck pretty much uses Hiragon at this point. Ooh. Mm. Mine certainly have been. Yeah. They're just so expensive otherwise. Or you got to run mono tactics, and if you are, you might as well run here, gone right. <laughs> yeah, interesting card. So the Woodman's Path is a law attachment, and it costs one. The condition: um, attach to a location with no progress tokens on it. While attached location is the active location, reduce its quest point value to one. Hmm. Well, attached location with the active location reduces quest point value to one. That has the potential to be really good. <laughs> but yeah. it also has the potential to be pretty, pretty pointless. But like, there's some way, <laughs> like, you know, 
you got if anything that's got more than you know five four five it's going to be worth putting this on there and then oh, you, yeah. you can go up to 10 can't you i think ones with 10 yeah so um, mm-hmm. yeah i'm not sure the highest there's one in this current cycle that has x progress points where that's the x is the amount of characters the player with those yeah. characters has and i've used that there, it can be like 12 <laughs> or 15 and it's yeah right um, I think with, with this one as well, if, if I think, you know, on f- my first impression is that if you're playing uh, a deck with, um, with Haldan, then you're probably wanting to include this in there for sure. If you're not yeah. playing a deck with Haldan and you're playing a more sort of, um, control, or even if Haldan is there, I suppose, but if you're playing a more sort of, um, uh, support deck or, uh, sort of location control type deck, then I think this is a, re- this is one you definitely want in the sideboard and you probably want in, for most quests anyway. But for some quests, it's going to be amazing to have three copies of this in your deck. Yeah. There'll be some quests where you're just like, oh, let's, let's whack three in for sure. Cause we know what's coming up and, and, you know, this is going to be super helpful, especially because it only costs one as well, which is quite nice. Yeah. If you compare it to like spirit events, um, courage awaken, right? Plus two. Mm. This one is pretty much a plus two willpower effect. At the minimum, most locations have three at this point, right? <laughs> to counter yeah. Asphaloth. Mm. Yeah, that's true. It's at least plus two. It's more likely plus three, and it could be up to plus uh, four or five Thanks. fairly easily, <laughs> and up to plus 20. Yeah. <laughs> so I say it's an awesome card. It's going to be yeah. helpful in almost every single quest and amazing in some, like you said. Especially yeah, in the last two cycles, there's been some heavy-duty locations in both the Haradrim and the Dale mm. cycle here. Yeah. I like this card. Yeah. And then Your you can combo right? with the uh, map of Ravanian, which places one progress on the active location. Yeah. You can yeah. pop it before you even start questing. Yeah, that's, that's a really nice combo, actually. And then the other combo is the uh, elf stone, which usually increases the uh, progress points by one, but in this case, this sets it at one, so it negates that penalty on the elf stone, so it's even easier. <laughs> what do you think, Ryan? You still playing Black King? No, I'm just waiting so I don't uh, <laughs> talk all over you. Sorry. <laughs> um, I don't have much more to say. I was just reflecting on the fact that it's a condition, because I guess a path can grow back over. It's a woodman's path in the forest, so that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, it's a good card. You're right. It will it will help you blow some locations that are tricky to get rid of. Next, we have Glamdring, another one of the guarded artifacts, which I've been really enjoying in the cycle. It's a lore attachment. Unique, of course. Artifact weapon item guarded to an enemy or location. Attached to hero or Gandalf. Restricted. Attached character gets plus two attack and response after attached character destroys an enemy draw one card what do we think Legolas. that's really really good right yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely amazing is <laughs> crazy good like what one thing that i'm glamdring is obviously gandalf's sword right mm-hmm. why why can other people hold his sword why is it not gandalf only I guess it makes it a bit of a dead card, but 
like you know, you know what I mean? like so thematically, who's gonna who's gonna pick up Gandalf's sword? Right. But if but oh, this is a ama- this is amazing though because you get two damage, uh, two extra attack, mm-hmm. um, and basically Legolas's ability for drawing cards. So even on other any any attacking hero, you, any hero that does attacks, you wouldn't put us. Yeah. So the guarded thing is the big thing. It's obviously awesome to draw the cards. And yeah, on ranged characters, it's even better. Get a little ready in on that. Attack and kill one more, more than one enemy a turn. Yeah. I mean, the guarded thing as well is an interesting because it's sort of similar to some of the other guarded ones where it, it can go either way. Because if, a, if an enemy comes out, well, you, you know, you potentially have the tools to, to sort of take that out if you've got an attacking hero with this in mind anyway. So That's if true. a loca- location comes out, then you could be a bit stuck if you're playing sort of solo. Put this think... in your hall, Dan deck. Make him a five attack. Draw more. <laughs> I was using this for a while when I was deck building for Journey in the Dark. Uh, and I had it on Tactics Aragorn. And let me tell you, it is awesome on Tactics Aragorn. Because he can kill a lot of enemies when he gets plus right, two yeah. attack. <laughs> Believe me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The other hero is really good on, which I tried for the first time over the weekend, was uh, Eladan. Because mm-hmm. um, if you can give Eladan some resource acceleration, you can ready him when he attacks. So you can draw a card every time you kill something with Eladan. Yeah. But I, I think there's that, another sword that can give him resource acceleration. Yeah, that sword's already out, isn't it? Or is that coming in the next pack? Or Chris? Or Chris? Yeah, <laughs> is, that the next one? is that the next pack? I think it is. Yeah, so it's been spoiled, but it's basically the same sword, except you get a resource, and it's in leadership. So put both those on there, he's just paying for his own ability. Yeah, it yeah. Is. he's a monster. He's a monster. The, wow. the hard part That's is crazy. getting them out of the deck and then getting them off of whatever they're attached to, just right. so you can... I don't think it's worth it for Eladan, really, because they're... Kind it's a of, lot of setup, isn't it? Yeah, that, that is fun. It's fun, but they're just a little bit subpar, those two. It's hard to get that yeah. going. Yeah. But it's um, cool, though. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's it's very that's cool. cool. It's very, very cool. It says isn't a lot. It, isn't it interesting how Lore arguably has got the best weapons now between this and Legacy <laughs> Blade? It's true. <laughs> I guess they're the, the fabled weaponry. Yeah, exactly. The it's, it's a legend. The legendary stuff, isn't it? Exactly. Like, so it does make sense. You know, those daggers of Westerness are looking on, sad, at this glam drink. <laughs> still very That's good, because they're supposed to be yeah. daggers. They shouldn't be as powerful as glam drink. No. <laughs> it doesn't work for every quest, because some quests are just too hard, but... Mm. I, I still really think like it's it. a bit win more. Yeah. Like by, the, by the time you've got Orcris and glam drink and Necklace of Girion out, you're crushing that quest. Yeah. So what what do you think about putting this on the man himself, Gandalf? Is that, um, obviously, you know, it's going to work pretty well on anyone, but um, Gandalf has such a variety of stats. You can do so many different things with him. This does kind of shoehorn him in, into just attacking them, doesn't it? Right. Good. I don't know. It's a good thing to have, isn't it? Like more options. You can, you can do what you want. You can use him as your Naria machine, which you do sometimes. So, Yes, making a combat hero now. Decks kind of draw a lot of cards anyway, since you get to play that card off the top of your deck anyway. Mm. So I don't think mm. it's best on Hero Gandalf, but I kind of want to try it on Overhill Underhill Gandalf. Mm. If you don't throw it out and 
before yeah. that happens. Six attack though. Run it with um, Law Aragorn. But how, how would mm-hmm. you get him to? How would you? It'd be, it's got to be a hero, right? So you have to do it. Oh, well, hero uh, or Gandalf. Yeah, so you can go uh, on the ally. Or, uh, yeah. Six attack. Draw on the card. That's pretty good. And if anybody yeah, can is. get you over the hump of killing something mm-hmm. or questing through it, it's going to be ally Gandalf. Yeah, right. I want to build this. Especially. <laughs> I'm building it now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, secretly, uh, this is what I'm using to beat the Black Gate. I'm not. I'm not. Could you imagine Gandalf, though, with Glamdring, his staff, his ring, and his horse? What a beast character that would be. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like, that's like solo in a quest territory, isn't it? He's going to be an <laughs> absolute <laughs> animal. Fun. Fully yeah. cooked Gandalf. Yeah. It's pretty fun. <laughs> For the low cost of, like, what, 14 fret and <laughs> 25 resources. <laughs> you better right. be crushing after you spend all that. We've been talking about the ancestral armor. Should we look at that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, this is me. Mm-hmm. All right, Ancestral Armor is a four-cost leadership attachment. It is an item and an armor. It says, attached to a leadership or noble character, restricted, limit one per character. Attached character gets plus two defense and plus two hit points. So a very beastly set of armor, quite similar to Citadel Plate. Four, four, four. (laughs) <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was four, that came four, out. Four. That, yeah, that was weird. I didn't think about that. But four resources, four, four stats. Um, yeah, it's it's solid, but again, it's heavy, which I guess makes sense. It's slow. That's the thing that's put me off of it so far. I've I've uh, I've had a go with it, and just paying that four is um, tough. I think. I need my resolve against playing Stuart or Gondor. Yeah, it probably should because it is, it is very, very good. It takes like those mediocre defending here, mm-hmm. uh, and just makes them totally safe and reliable. Uh, so that's the best thing I like about it. I, I reckon that probably is Theoden in the picture, isn't it? Because that's a quote from Theoden there as well. Not, well, not, too, not too sure about the squire's hair, though. <laughs> he looks like a, <laughs> a disheveled <laughs> mannequin from a toy shop. Um, moving it's on from that, sorry. <laughs> it does look like a wig, doesn't it? Come on. That part in is so 90s. <laughs> I think the quote is from when he handed Mary armor. So it's kind of ah. funny that it has the big armor on the big man, but it's actually yeah. the little armor on the little hobbit. It's referenced. Maybe he got the helmet. Yeah, He's going to hand him the helmet in a minute to cover the hair up. Cover the hair. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hope that helmet's got hair mail on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, he needs some beard. Really? It's good that it's a leadership character, not mm-hmm. just a hero. So it does open up that option of putting it on somebody like Wiglaf. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other good leadership defenders. Gimli. Mm-hmm. And the Guardian of Esgroth. And I guess the Sentry as well, the Redwater Sentry. Oh, um, um, Urkenbrand. This is super good yes. on Urkenbrand. It turns yeah. both Gimli and Urkenbrand into real defenders. Yes. Some, yeah, Gimli's another... I was thinking of the ally, actually, but um, Gimli's another sort of wobbly defensive hero. Because yeah. Theoden's got Sentinel. That's why I always think of him as a bit of a defensive hero. Even though he's, he's kind of... You can quest for them and then ready him and attack if you want. 
right. he's more like an emergency defender most of the time. Exactly. Now he's a proper defender once he puts his suit on. If you can pay for it. Mm. Yeah. If you can pay for it. The well, thing that stopped me running it in leadership is can't put it out for free with Galadriel. Mm, yeah. If it costed three and it was maybe or if it was two defense and one health and costed three and I uh, costed three and I could get it out for nothing with Galadriel, I'd run it all the time. Just need to run wiggle off. Yeah. Get it for then you've got to pay five <laughs> for oh. him first. <laughs> yeah, it kind of pushes you to play two leadership heroes if you want to play it, or just play steward, mm. which is okay. So you compared it to Citadel Plate as well earlier. Mm. But I didn't see that much play. I mean, it was in, the, it was in a sphere that obviously it struggles with resources a bit more, especially when compared to leadership. But you know, that didn't see, see very much play at all. This, this is better than play. I think Plus, this is better, yes. Yeah. is always better the defense. than defense. Yeah. Unless you're Gimli, yeah. Tactics yeah. is now the questing sphere. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to say that the, the, the coin has flipped. Tactics now does all the questing, and leadership does all the combat. <laughs> right. Oh, wait, leadership and lore do the combat right. these days. <laughs> Leadership has the defense, a lot of defense icons, isn't it? Good. Mm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think the four makes it, like, difficult to put into a lot of decks. There's a lot of decks that just won't be able to pay for that. Yeah, you can't. I don't think you could play this if you've only got one leadership hero. No. Unless you're running Stuart. Ah, well, that's true, yeah. Denethor. <laughs> you can actually pay for it. Even then, it's sort of a bit like there might be other things, that should, especially for Denethor, that sort of like big boost at the start. Is that what you want to spend it on? I suppose it does make it so that you know, you've know you got a great defender straight off the bat, which is great. I was playing uh, Fire in the Night last night, and I had only one leadership hero, Gimli. And it's a good card for that quest, because first few turns you don't really need a big defender, and then by midway through the game you do. So by midway through the game, I had Gimli up to seven or eight defense, and this is a big part of that. So, yeah, it kind of depends on the tempo of your quests, I guess. But mm. I'm really glad there is a, this style of attachment. Now, defense has always been rougher than I hoped it would be in this game, so I think this is a really good option. Yeah, defense before attack. That's mm-hmm. that rule of thumb. Don't die before you start. <laughs> <laughs> and always do up your lord gauntlet with your eyes closed yeah <laughs> which is what he's doing or, in that picture or even don't, don't even do neither of them are looking at that like he's looking away in the distance <laughs> like broody like <laughs> and the little kid's got his eyes closed show me your like best trick i won't look <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> um there's two other characters i think that are quite good with this uh leadership in Rahil. Because oh, he yeah. never has any play, so um, an excuse to get him out is nice. And he mm. readies when stuff dies or Turn he's playing. Yeah, a 4 6 is good. And the other one actually is Gandalf. Because if you play this off the top of your deck, you can put it onto Gandalf. As a leadership character, yeah. Yes. So you wow. could have a mega defender Gandalf, five, seven points. Gandalf the armored. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> With Glamdring. Yeah. Yeah, right. Gandalf, oh, the um, the ally, actually, he could ready himself with Glandring, and he'd be six if he's got Narya. 
right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Narek and Reddy himself is so weird. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> Other characters that can go on is Thranduil, hero that comes out in the next pack, turns into a really good defender. Elrond can take this, actually. Mm. Not bad. Dane can take it. He's not a noble. At least current one's not a noble. The next one is. The Warden of Helm's Deep. He's your favorite, right, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> he's terrible. He's, he's, oh, he's all right, but he's... Uh... <laughs> Anytime I start making that noise, uh, it means oh, there's something wrong me. with the card. Just wait till we get to the Rohan discussion. The Guardian, Guardian of Arnor could take it. He, does, he just doesn't need it, but it would make him a monster, wouldn't it? Can he take any? A, a leadership character, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would overkill much. Yeah, Redwater Sun. <laughs> just look at my 12 defense ally. <laughs> Knight of Dale Wigloff. Yeah, there's quite a few targets for it. It's just that cost that makes it hard, which is good. Mm. I'm trying to look who's the weakest noble you can give it to. Oh, Elra here is a noble, so he could have this as well. Oh, yeah. Wow, there's so many targets. That's really good. It's nice that there's, there's a, lot a lot of targets. Of heroes. Uh, Snowborn Scout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to waste four resources. <laughs> I'm trying to search for a noble on Rings Noob by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so if the, um, if the biggest issue is the four cost, what ways are you guys thinking to, to get that down or to cheat it in? Uh, there isn't a lot of ways. There's well-equipped for the dwarves. That'd be kind of fun. There's Wigloff, mm-hmm. and there's mm, the Redwater Sentry. You reduce the cost to play armor by one, so that'd be something. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Vilia with Elrond. You can play it for free onto Elrond. That'd be pretty good. Yes. Yeah, Other than that, you just got to pay for it, which is legitimate. It's just you got to run leadership. I found a more trolly target for it that okay. no one scout. Galadriel ally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Soak that archery, baby. Uh, yeah. All right, let's move on. All right. Liam, yeah, do you want to uh, get the eagle? No, oh, I got the second eagle card. Wow. Well, I was hoping that there'd be more eagle cards. And would you look at that? They're very quick, FFG, really. <laughs> we only waited an hour. So, yeah, literally. <laughs> Not four years. <laughs> Five years. <laughs> Flight of the Eagle is a zero-cost tactics event. Uh, action, return an eagle ally to your hand to shuffle a set-aside eagle of the north into the encounter deck, then remove Flight of the Eagles from the game. So let's have a look at Eagle of the North. An Eagle of the North is a neutral ally with no cost, obviously. Uh, two willpower, three attack, one defense, three hit points. Eagle of the North, creature eagle. Uh, encounter surge cannot have restricted attachments. When revealed, the first player chooses a player to take control of Eagle of the North. The chosen player may choose and discard a non-unique enemy in the staging area. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um... This seems really good for eagle decks. It's costing you nothing. Right. That's, why, why, why would you not? <laughs> I agree. Playing <laughs> 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 eagles, whack three of these in there for sure. Um, last time we spoke about um, encounter uh, messing around with putting cards in the encounter deck, I think 
Joe, you said that there was a rule because I was kind of hoping that you, there might one day be a deck where you could literally load the entire encounter deck at hundreds of them. In there. Right. <laughs> you mentioned that there is a rule. That- yeah, you only can have three encounter per player cards per deck. Yeah. Okay, cool. So these are the three that you're wanting. For Eagles. Yep. So I think this is um, for an Eagles deck. A brilliant card. Really great card for an Eagles deck. And it's quite thematic as well. Sort of them coming out of the encounter deck is pretty cool. Um, discarding um, a non-unique enemy in the staging area has the potential to be really great. The only issue is, is you don't have a lot of control over it. When this comes out, unless you're using like really janky like scrying and stuff like that and sort of really heavy encounter deck manipulation, which you are not going to be doing if you're running equals as well, but maybe you paired up right. with a deck that does it. You don't have a, you don't have a lot, and there's not a lot of point as well. You might as well just let this go off. If it goes off, then great. If not, you've got a free ally as well, though. Um, uh, yeah, I, I really like it. It does surge, which is, uh, <laughs> you know, I yeah. guess fair. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, yeah, I like we were, my, my campaign, we were playing, uh, the Kirith Ungle. It's a pretty hard quest in campaign mode. You got those wraiths on wings. They sit up in the staging area, really hurting you. And I was hoping to have this guy discard the wraith, which would be mm. thematic and awesome and helpful. But he just went into the discard pile like six times. <laughs> uh, as a shadow card. Yeah, or there's effects that just discard cards off the top of the deck. I do kind of wish that some of these had like a an effect that if they're pulled as a shadow card it does like it does have a shadow card effect that's a benefit to you just something really right. small because obviously it could reoccur a bunch of times but it would be quite nice because it is effectively a dead card having said that though it is like a blank shadow card right right that's quite nice. which is always good <laughs> yeah if it goes away as a shadow card it'll go back in the encounter deck as well when it re- uh, yeah yeah do you know what? I'm actually playing an Eagles deck in this game of Black Gate, and I'm not running these. I'm kicking myself. What? I totally <laughs> forgot to put them in. And there's currently six enemies up in the staging area, and I'm looking at this card, and I was listening to you talk about it, and I was punching myself <laughs> in the face, thinking like, oh, why am I not playing this? This is why you do tests. Well, that's why you do test runs, isn't it? Because then you're like, oh, yeah, that really obvious card that should go in every single deck ever now. I'm not playing it. So dumb. <laughs> Metal yeah, is a cool good card. target for returning to your hand too, because you can put out another couple of progress. Yeah, Melendor is a really good target for that. The Vassal of the Windlord is also really good at only one cost, but mm. and there's the, the one that does damage. Yeah, the descendant. Yeah. yeah, he's uh actually I think he's um a lot better now with Hirgon. This yeah, because the, when you had to pay cost. four, yeah, hard casting <laughs> this guy, it took you two turns on our tactics. Now it, it only takes you one turn. Here gone. Yeah, and, uh, and you can do the bounce. Yeah, and you, you can drop it after the staging step, so there's an enemy up there. So. Yeah, that's probably one of the most improved cards I think in carpool is this Descendant of Throndor for me because yeah, I just cool. I never used to play it at all, and now uh, it's in all eagle decks. I reckon Ooh. all here gone eagle decks anyway. So I've played with this Eagle of the North a few times. Not in this Black Gate game, of course, <laughs> where where I actually need it. Um, but the, the one thing to uh, bear in mind with this is that you cannot use an Eagle of the North to do Flight of the Eagles because right. this is an encounter card. So it has to leave the game when it leaves play, I think. If it gets mm-hmm. killed or it gets right. removed from play for any reason, you don't get it in your hand. 
you really wouldn't want to do that anyway. Bring a car. No, but you might. But, you know, you might. So it wouldn't. It would. Well, it would so it wouldn't if it got killed. It wouldn't go underneath Eagles of the Misty Mountain. No, it doesn't. I think. Uh, okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, Joseph. I don't think it does. I think you're right. Yeah, which is sort of like the downside. The other thing yeah, is that I found a little bit frustrating is Flight of the Eagle traded card, so you can't find it with um, what's it called? Eagles, Eagles are coming. Yeah, and when you when you see it with Eagles are coming, it's quite frustrating. Yeah, because it looks that, like an Eagle card. Yeah, that's yeah. a bit like a bit like support of the Eagles is not an Eagle card. It's a little bit ah, oh, that really should be. So yeah. um, that's the only downside I find with it. Other than that, oh, top top notch stuff. Love some this makes support. Me, this mm-hmm. makes me want to play an eagle deck so bad. I used to love playing eagle. Well, you should build one up. So cool. Cool. Do it, yeah. Just, I've, just... I've not, I've not tried it with Hiragon either. That's like, mm-hmm. The one cool. I had was um, Hiragon A, because you can use our pay for eagles. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was for that Etamors game. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just so, loaded up on healing. The returning eagles to your hand is kind of a theme they've had since the Mirkwood cycle, but this, so there's mm. like attachment born aloft. You can return an ally to your hand, which could be eagle. Mm. You could turn, and then there's another event that returns eagle to your hand. Yeah, that's terrible. But this one, play that. Never yeah, play that this one returns eagle to your hand, which could be good or could be bad, but it also does something really awesome at the same time. So this is mm. what they need. This is great. Yeah, it is really good for them to get some support. Very mm. cool. And, and that ally is no um, slouch. No, he's good. No. And also, uh, there's a couple of heroes that work well with this, um, which is uh, Prince Imrahil again. All because right. When a character leaves play, you get to ready him. So when you're bouncing eagles around, he gets benefits. And Tactics Aimer. You got your Black Gate deck already made. Uh, you guys are all there. I, I, I may or may not be playing both of them right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually am playing Leadership Imrahil uh, in this because of these eagles. Fun. Uh, yeah, I haven't played this haven't guy played him forever. for yeah, donkey's years since we've seen Leadership in Real. That's been one of the best things about this campaign is looking at all these heroes and thinking, oh, now that I've got two decks to build, they actually work. Right. Because this uh, kind of, Imrahil's okay in solo, but I guess he's just a bit, looks a bit vanilla now, possibly. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think cards like this help him out. Yeah. It makes you look back at that first cycle again. All right, we've reached the last card in the pack here. Ooh, we have in record time. Yeah, yeah. It's faster than usual. <laughs> South Away is a spirit event. We're probably looking at a Haldan deck again. South Away is a song. Zero cost. Travel action. Choose a location in the stationary with a player card attachment and make it the active location. Return any previous active location to the staging area. Reduce each player's threat by X, where X is the number of attachments on the active location. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, that is kind of weird. I've heard good things about this card. I have not used it myself yet, but I've heard okay. a lot of people saying, oh, yeah, I you know, had three attachments and reduced everybody's threat by three. And mm. so I think I that's going think... to be a bit of an outlier there, right? I, I don't know. I, I, I guess if you're playing that hard-on deck, if you've got two attachments on it uh, if you're planning to put it there I guess if other people are running attachments as well like if, if somebody there. knows you're bringing Haldan they might run Ancient Madam now whereas they wouldn't have before <laughs> Liam right <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you can bring that now Still and, uh, I, that's my I don't know I haven't played it but um, 
I've heard it's good. Yeah, I think this card kind of pushes the Haldan deck even further into the multiplayer support kind of deck. Because reducing everybody's threat is really good. I mean, you can play pay six, uh, three for Galadrim's Greeting to reduce everybody's threat by two. Mm. This could potentially do that fairly easily and even do three or four for zero. I and also some... circumvent a travel effect, right? I remember yeah, some very, right. very clutch Galadrim's Greetings in our games, Liam. I remember one where you were mm. going to threat out and I played one. Nine threat. Yeah, there's been that. Yeah, that that card does help a lot. I think with this one, it's like it's interesting because it's it's, a, it's doing quite a few things, isn't it? It's like it is reducing the threat potentially by sort of you know maybe up to three, which is nice, and everyone else is. Yeah, it's also potentially helping you with travel effect. And the other thing that is a bit weird though is don't a lot of the attachments that go on locations specifically go on the active location. They're I think only one or two. I think Elfstone is probably the only one that has to go on the active location. Uh, okay, so Ancient Mavim and those ones, you can actually put them anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, yeah, that's not too bad then. A weakness where you kind of have to plan for this? You usually play all your stuff on the active location, right? You don't want to put mm. uh, Ancient Mavim on a location that's not active. You put a bunch of stuff on a location already out, and then clear the active, and then play this. So you're kind of slowing your deck down in a way, unless you're in like, you could have Hith Lane or something weird like that that you want in the staging area, but then you're just kind of working against yourself. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, may- maybe if you're like, oh, I want to play this Ancient Mavum, but I don't want Ryan to draw the cards. I want to draw the cards, exactly. but I want to play it this turn. <laughs> so I'll put it onto the one that's in the staging area. Then I'll flip it on my turn with this one. <laughs> I quite like it now. <laughs> I was just um one thing we didn't discuss about Haldan because I was so negative about him unfortunately is the fact that he gets the draw uh for any attachment on the location whether well, or not, not it's a player or an encounter card that's what I was going to no. say. Whereas this is um only talking about player cards. So that sounds like I'm trying to make this sound worse. It's not. I'm actually trying to make help better because there are those odd quests where things go on locations and make them get extra threat or get extra progress tokens. So those quests, Holdan will get a, a little benefit from those cards. There's two different specifications. You have to choose a location with a player card attachment, but then you reduce your threat by each attachment. So that could include a condition from the ah, yeah, it could. Yeah, <laughs> that's nice. Okay, so they good. they both get. I keep calling it a buff, a positive, a boost, something. Yeah, yeah. Boost, yeah. they'll get some benefit. Benefit, that's the word. It does require, yeah, as you say, like setup and planning, doesn't it? It's not like something. You're like, oh, I'm just going to do this. It's kind of like it does take a little bit of of setup and and really, you're just going to be reducing your threat by probably. Two, maybe one. Well, I guess you, you see a location with a nasty travel effect on yeah. it. You can see that yeah. loaded up on the planning phase. Maybe put one attachment on the active location, finish that, yeah. and then use this later that turn. But yeah, it takes a little prep, but it's zero cost. So it is zero, yeah. That's nice. Is that the dwarves going down the river in barrels? I did wonder about it's that. The barrels before. with no dwarves. The, the Hobbit movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> one of those horror movies where they were, uh, yeah. yeah, all kind of crazy stuff going on. It was always but yeah, like that's the way that Dale ships stuff. Send it down the river. So it's their traffic from Dale. Oh no, actually, they're on a boat in that card. Right. Well, no, is, is it? The, is it the way that Dale ships stuff, or the way that stuff is shipped to Dale from like? Oh the yeah, Dale's. Yeah, because that would be the. Yeah, you're probably right. Mm. Looks like that barrel has a hole in it, though. So we'll see how long. Yeah, that's a sink. Maybe there is a dwarf in there. <laughs> I'm peeking it. Dwarf meat, the Dale speciality. <laughs> you say dwarf, dwarf, dwarf meat or dwarf meat? Yeah, dwarf meat. Weird. <laughs> uh, yes, a delicacy. <laughs> All right, we reached the end. Any other comments about the pack? Hmm. I like the Eagles. Yeah. I think it's a nice varied pack. A, a, a bit of Eagle support, a bit of Dale support, you might say. A few oddities that you can throw around on different characters. Mm-hmm. Like Ancestral so, Armor. Apart, apart from Glamdring, um, there wasn't like sort of a really standout card that was just like, wow, this is a really, really good card. Like, there's good cards for Eagle decks. There's an okay card for Dale decks. Sort of thing. Mm. So no bombs, you reckon? Mm. Yeah, I'd say Glamdream and Ancestral Armor are my top picks. But yeah, the Flight of the Eagles is pretty good, too. Give that yeah. Stallion a ride, Liam. I will. Now that, now that you... Like, I feel like I really want to sort of... Uh, thematically, I really like the idea of it. I feel like... To be honest, it sounds like it's kind of bonkers in that Dale deck, so <laughs> I'm trying that out. <laughs> but um the, the, the I think I think one of my favourite cards though is is um is Woodman's Path. I, I really like that card. Yeah, that seems like it's always good, whatever deck you put it in, so that might be a nice multi use deck or card. Cool. I like it. Decent pack. And we already have another pack out ready for us to review Fire of the Night. Ooh. Sweet, I've ordered it already. Yeah, I've been playing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're a couple of months behind here. It, it took me a lot of effort to find uh, I usually get them. The shops here, the physical shops, don't seem to get the packs in anymore. I don't know Lame. if that's Doomsday uh, looming, but anyway, let's not talk about that. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, so I usually get it on eBay, but they were all sold out. So I found this engine that searches the Australian game stores. So if you type in LOTR, LCG, or whatever, it'll come up with all the products. I actually find a lot of stuff, if anybody in Australia is looking for anything, like there's a lot of random nightmare decks out there available hmm. and random boxes, I guess, you know, distributed around the con- continent uh, in strange places. So, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, anyway, it's coming. So hopefully it'll be here this week. All right. Well, let's close out this section, and then we're going to move on to a n- new topic and discuss Rohan for a bit. Hmm. I bet you've been looking forward to this, haven't you? I mm. have. It's been my top of my list. For- <laughs> those those teeth, the teeth have yeah. been gnashed to a fine. <laughs> <laughs> those those tweeting thumbs are ready to yeah. sort of oh, yeah. <laughs> start being really insulting. I can smell the salt. <laughs> I don't think that's possible to smell salt. I'm Peach sure. Salt, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea.
So our second topic for this show is Rohan. What's the deal with Rohan? I've been trying to build for it for a while, and I'm getting peeved, annoyed. It's been around forever, right? We had a big burst of Rohan in the first cycle, really. We had six allies there. And then in the game, it's well represented. We have 13 heroes, Rohan heroes. That's more than any other tribe, if you will, besides, except one, which is Gondor. As it should. Yeah. And they're warlike people, right? They're probably, besides Gondor, they're the most, the toughest, most warlike people group, free people group in Middle Earth, as far as I can remember, right? The elves, Big time, yeah. probably more, but they're not men, right? Oh, for, for, that great in the game. <laughs> for, for like, uh, for factions or tribes or however you sort of, um, yeah, the big ones are for men, Gondor and Rohan, right? They're the two. Right. Hey, what um, about the Outlands? Well, this is interesting That's that you Gondor. should say. And Dale. <laughs> well, no, but it is interesting that you should say that because both Dale and Outland have decks that are extremely powerful. Mm. Not played a Dale deck myself, but from what you guys have been saying, Seems like it's crazy strong. Outlands has always been ridiculously strong. And in fact, when Outlands first came out, I did think it was weird because it was like, it was better than Rohan and at the time, probably better than Gondor. And it's mm. like, these are the premier people. Um, you know, Gondor and Rohan, they are premier armies of men and they're just a bit like all over the place. Well, Ro- Rohan a bit all over the place. It was a bit, Weird to see that. It was almost kind of like, oh, you know, it would be, why, why are Outlands stronger than Rohan? I mean, it doesn't right. make, make much sense thematically that that should be the case. The farmers on the edge of Gondor. Yeah. <laughs> like, dudes with like, you know, trowels and beasts of <laughs> Hose. <laughs> Staves. Yeah. And they're just like absolutely just wrecking Mordor. Then you got Rohan that are like, just basically throwing themselves off cliffs like lemons to be able to do anything. Like, <laughs> it's strange. Like, it's just, at, the, at the time, it was a weird thing. I just remember thinking at the time, yeah. it doesn't make sense. But, like, I mean, in terms of, like, how the game was released, it's sort of, because obviously, right. you know, Rope had already been uh, sort of fleshed out somewhat by that point. But I think one of my main issues with Roham, well, it's interesting, actually, because I say it's an issue, but it's, in some respects, it's actually a really positive thing, is that they are a bit all over the place. You can do a lot of different heroes that have a lot of different ways to play, a lot of different Rohan allies that fit into different styles of Rohan decks. So they're really varied. Like, you've got a lot of different options, but they're not, like, particularly spectacular at any one thing. Right. Yeah, speaking of that, let's... I wrote down a uh, pretty good list of different kinds of Rohan decks available. Um, yes. Run through those real quick. Are, um, are these solo decks? Before you do it, just to clarify, we're talking about we're talking about Rohan and solo here. Or... I think not necessarily. Rohan yeah, okay. in general, I think. Okay. Um, some of them are better at solo than multiplayer, vice versa. But I was just going to say, actually, the, the the very first sort of thematic deck I made was a Rohan deck, and um, actually, no, it was an Eagle deck. But the one after that was Rohan, and um, and it definitely wasn't a solo deck. 
it was like early early in the game it was all spirit and questing heavily that type of thing it couldn't do anything by itself apart from um is it Ettenmore, like the one with all the oh no uh i can't remember the the one from the first like just locations that's the second will yeah that's it <laughs> apart from that it could do that <laughs> but, but apart from that it would ha- you'd have to pair it with another deck it would be like the quester and then i'd have the attacker right. on another deck yeah, I don't think I don't think they are. Uh, you consider them as solo decks necessarily. Okay, I was just wondering because you said you've been griping, Joseph, and trying to build them for a while. So I wondered if you're talking about solo, or you're just talking about a decent Rohan deck in general that you're happy with. Well, I've been building for solo and multiplayer, and I've come up with a couple solo ones that are pretty good, but they just I still have to use crutches like sneak attack Gandalf or something to really mm-hmm. make it um so here's a couple like seven different kinds of rohan decks that i see as distinct uh, you have the rohan discard deck that's been encouraged from the very beginning i guess i should preface this whole grump with uh <laughs> rohan has been getting better they've been giving us a lot more better options and options <laughs> that, make, that make the previous options better as well so i am happy that it's getting better but i am not happy about <laughs> it needing to be so much better. <laughs> Call it a discussion, not a grump, and then it will be a totally reframed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you got the Rohan discard deck that focuses on spirit uh, mostly, but also a couple others. We have the attack the staging area deck that Dunhir, Fastred, Aomer all kind of tie into that. We have the mount deck focusing on leadership Elfhelm. He buffs other people. And we could also make a Rohan Swarm. There's plenty of other Rohan allies that don't get discarded. You could use Theoden to just to reduce the cost of those and try to build up a bit of a Rohan army, which is always what I want to do, but it's difficult. You can build a hero Rohan deck, like with Theoden. You can build him up to be a pretty good monster, Aeon, the same thing. Now that's distinct from the ally Swarm kind of thing. Another outlying sort of Rohan deck would be the Grima. Doom deck, mm. which is really Rohan, but if Grima is a Rohan hero. And then last would be this again isn't totally Rohan, but it has a strong Rohan flavor, is the Hiragon Monotactics deck, which would be Hiragon, Theoden, and AOI. So you can do lots of different things, but I think the they have options, but a lack of focus, which might tie into this as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. I also thought it was interesting that like this first Rohan allies that you got, all the spirit ones, the ones that I personally think they were a little bit overcosted for what they did. I think they could have been like one or two lefts. Um, right. I think if you're going to be discarding an ally, you don't really want to play in more than like one or two for that ally, but they tended to be around the two or three mark instead. Um, I thought it was interesting because Rohan, for me, from the books and the, and the movies and stuff, quite warlike. They were sort of fast sort of like, you know, mounted up cavalry, um, fast, strong attacking armies. Um, but the first cards that they got were a bunch of, and it ties into the fastness in some respects, but a bunch of cards that basically affected sort of your questing ability. Um, so it was, I thought it was quite an interesting decision to do that, but I guess someone had to start doing the questing in the early days. In yeah. Gondor, definitely. It makes more sense for Rohan to be questing than Gondor. Yeah, in that first year or so, we had Snowborn Scout, Westroad Traveler, Escort from Edoras, 
uh, Rittermark's Finest and Horsebreaker and Horseback Archer. <laughs> mm. And then Rider of the Mark came later. That's quite a few allies for just the first year of the game. But Snowball Scout. Yeah. Yep, using the corset. But and and they also went two ways straight off the bat with Rohan. So they went for this like heavy questing archetype. And then they also went, they also put Theodred in there. And you know, he sort of Yeah, well I suppose he kind of relates to the quest in some respects, like, you know. It was he was a Fairly decent hero at the start. You could you could pair him up with um, they oh, quested Aragorn. him. Could, yeah, Aragorn. They say yeah, and then yeah. and then you could ready to. Do but then they yeah, have Dune here in the corset too, which is a whole staging area thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think I do have a little bit of a soft spot for Rohan decks because Dune here was the first deck that allowed me to beat um, Journey Down the River and Dune. I couldn't beat it for the longest time, and then. With a Dunhead deck, I managed to beat it. So I do, I mean, I do, I do. Throw all those spears onto the enemies in the bank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, just smash the troll up, don't let it engage you. you got, you've only got three turns though, so you better shuffle well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sneak attack that Gandalf. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's Rohan's refrain. Sneak attack that Gandalf. Mm, which is a bit sad, really, considering how, you know, well loved Rohan is as a, as a, as a trait, you know, it's, it's, it's cool, isn't it? Rohan, Rohan, all cool. I love Rohan. What are some good things about Rohan then to uh, move that on a little bit? Because uh, there's got to be some positive things about them. I think there are. Yeah. Certainly, mm. we have some of the best heroes, some really, really strong heroes. We got uh, Tactics Theod, and I think is a really good hero. Spirit one is good as well, but Tactics is standalone, doesn't have to go with the Rohan trait. And the Aeowans, of course, both of them, probably mm-hmm. two of the best heroes in the game. Two of the top five, don't you think? Probably in terms of uh, generic splash hero, yeah. Uh, right. I need a good spirit quester, Aeowin. I need a good mm-hmm. tactics quester, Aeowin. Yeah. I, I yeah. need a tactics quester, <laughs> Aeowin. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Theoden's a good quester. Too. He's all right, but I mean, cost 12. Yeah. She costs yeah. 6. And, and he, was ter- he was terrible until Aeowin came out. Well, they like, said that, but I've always been a Theoden. Yeah, I really? think, he, I, I think it, most people play solo, and that's why he's terrible. He, he was yeah. only viable until the rest of, you know, the tactics card pool. Uh, he, he only became viable after the other tactics cards caught. Right. Because mm. they kind of went uh, spirit first, and then they int- and, and then a little bit of leadership, and then they introduced heavily tactics later on, didn't they? Right, which has been fun. I like that. Mm. Then we have this whole leadership branch too, right? Urkenbrand, and we got Theodred from the course set. We got te- uh, leadership Aomer, kind of weird set mm. of stuff, but uh, yeah, some really strong heroes. Theodred, Aowen, Urkenbrand, Tactics, Aomer is amazing. No, hardly any better attacker in the game. I don't know if Tactics Aomer is splashable, though, I would say. I think he needs some support, like serious right. support to be good. You need he's, a Sylvan deck or something. Well, he's he's just an extreme hero. Like, if you, it was a generic attacker, I don't think it's great. But if you get him to, well, he can get to ridiculous capabilities yeah. with Firefoot and support of the Eagles, uh, Goothwine, all that good stuff. So, um, I think he's a less flashy. This list doesn't have Dune here and Fastred, though. It does. It does. Well, on the, the strengths, strengths list. On the strengths, I think. 
Yeah, that oh, was, I guess then. I see where you're at now. Eight, I think. <laughs> yeah, I see. I was just going to say that's a really good, strong, and fun deck type. But I guess yeah. talking about like just individual heroes, because I guess Dune Hero also needs a lot of building up too. Dune Hero and Fast Road certainly aren't very splashable. They're very no. fun deck type, yeah. and it is They're pretty very, strong. Very, very niche. Right. So I think I think I think niche sort of some. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was going to say niche sort of sums up Rohan, but that's not true at all, as we have just discussed. Plenty of heroes that splash well, but like the Rohan specific decks are very niche. Like the splashable Rohan heroes can go into can um can can go into a lot of different decks, but for making a specific Rohan themed deck, it yeah. often does a really niche thing. So like mm-hmm. maybe you've got Elf Helm, for example. Or, there's a really niche, like, let's get all the mounts in play. Like, you know, that's quite a, a specific way of playing. That's what we're talking about here as well, really, isn't it? Right. Uh, what is a Rohan deck? Like, if we talk about what is a dwarf deck, you've got a fairly good idea of what mm. that deck involves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't said that, though, but there are two different dwarf decks. <laughs> <laughs> well, <Two>. there's 12. <laughs> 12 Rohan ones. <laughs> <laughs> and they all add up to about the power level of one dwarf deck. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> even after all the nerfs. <laughs> yeah, Rohan yeah. has some good allies, some good splashable allies. Like we mentioned, Darrowine earlier, he's one of the, a really, really solid defensive ally. Got some nice questing they allies. They always seem to be a touch, touch too expensive for me, though. Allies, though, just by like some one, of the new like ones are okay, like the Knight mm. Rittermark Knight or something. But mm. yeah, those mm. early spirit ones definitely suffer from the. Overcosted first cycle syndrome. Even even some of the um, tactic ones, like horseback archer for three. Seems oh yeah. Wow. That's, <laughs> that was the last time you saw him play. That's corset. Come on. That's a, that's a different game. Basically, that court those corset I, allies don't even. Some of them are amazing. Some of them are really bad. Glow Glowine. Glowine's pretty good. Hanamarf like, as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fair enough. Snowborn well. scale. <laughs> They're Rohan. They're Rohan, except for um, Animoth. That's true. Mm. Uh, you have down good for rush strategy. What do you mean by that? Yeah, well, so I think if you want to rush a quest, there's probably two, I was going to say, there's two ways you can do it. One is you can play that Outlands deck that dumps out about 12 allies in the first turn. <laughs> All right. Restore. That's if you want a rage quest. If you want to do it a bit more clunkily, you could play Rohan and play all those cheap high willpower allies mm. and play astonishing speed and try to finish it. I think that is how I beat return to Mirkwood when I was quite mm-hmm. new. I think I came up with a mono spirit deck and I just tried to beat each stage as quickly as possible without getting one of the nasty spiders. And that's how I won, which is going, going quickly. So Rohan, I've got mm. the tools to do that. I think like the escort from Edoras, even though everybody knows he's terrible, that's one good thing is that he can you pay two for four, which is quite rare. Yeah. Astonishing speed is pretty rare too, that I don't think there's any other event yeah. card that gives an entire faction plus two. Yes. But it is, is, it, is it plus two or plus three? It's one resource plus spirit event plus two to all Rohan characters. It costs three, it costs three. It costs three. Uh, it costs three. Yeah. Oh, does it really? It's super expensive, yeah. yeah. That's the thing oh. about that card. It's very powerful, but it's really expensive. Uh, that, that, that's hard to for when you're paying two or three for little lame Rohan horses, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing with Astonishing Speed as well is it's like a late game type thing. And then by that point, you're like, well, we're either already winning or losing. Yeah. I'll tell you, you know, what I was thinking of. Is Ride to Ruin. ruin. 
oh, which yeah. is slightly similar idea. Like just got a Rohan ally and you get three pro. Yeah, mention ride to ruin until the weakness. Ah, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they they do pair reasonably well with Gondor, right? And that's thematically quite nice as well. Um, right, that mutual accord. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's um, which. I've never managed to make work very well, but... Um. <laughs> Is anybody? <laughs> I did. At the fellowship event this year, me and my buddy were going together to a store we hadn't gone to, so we thought we'd play together. And we built up a Gondor and a Rohan deck. And we struggled for the first half of the game when we got things on the line, online. We got all these little enemies swarming us. And my Rohan deck was getting battered and beat up. But near the end, we got this combo online, top-decked it, but then we quested for like eighty five. <laughs> so what's the combo? Mutual accord and say visionary ship. Right. So then you get plus three to every single little tiny chump, and then you're questing for four with <laughs> ten, fifteen allies. Whoa. Mm. And then you play that one where the five cost one where all Rohan characters don't exhaust to commit quest. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, then you wake up and you're like, Oh, that was an dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank God I didn't pay five for that. <laughs> yeah, so it's a strength. <laughs> the pairing with Gondor is really fun when it works, but like you said, it's hard to make work. Mm. I think though Rohan definitely have some of the decks that I either have like a bit of nostalgia for, like the Rohan Spirit deck, or mm-hmm. that I really like playing, but are quite niche, like the Mount deck. I loved playing the Mount deck and I was playing that for a while. And the Grima Doom deck, although it's not really Rohan is quite fun to play. Um, and the Hergon deck's amazing, but I wouldn't count that as Rohan, because even the allies that you're getting out are not necessarily Rohan allies. Like They can be, yeah. but they're not often. I played that's a version of the Hergon deck that's all Rohan and Gondor. Oh, really? A really thematic version that has some of those like Gondor events stopping damage and stuff like that. It's It's mm. still pretty good. But yeah, mm. his strongest version isn't limited to those factions. When Gambling came out, I thought that that was going to be a bit of a savior for the Rohan Spirit discard deck because it seemed to fix the thing that was the worst thing about that deck, which was paying slightly too much for not that great of an ally to then have it just discarded and you, you can't get it back. So, done. Right. Um, so I thought Gambling was going to be a really great um, ally for that deck, and he is, but in my experience of playing it, he's again just costed slightly too much. If you play Morning Spirit, it takes your whole turn to pay for him. If you're not playing Morning Spirit, it's taking you two turns to pay for him, and you've got to exhaust him to right. return that ally to your hand, so you don't even get to take advantage of his stats, and then all you've done is return the ally to your hand that you've then got to pay for again, and it just right. kind of, it just didn't really sort of fix it like I thought it was going to. The spirit um, version of Theoden really helped that deck as well, but yeah. still, it's pretty expensive to get moving, and by the time you get it moving, you're in trouble. Mm. Yeah, Theoden definitely is an absolute must deck. He really is. Right. Like, he's got um, what's there is a weapon that helps with it as well, isn't there? Um, yeah, that's the other really good thing that's happened to I think the best thing that's happened to Rohan in <laughs> years is Guthwine, where you can pull an uh, ally back from your discard pile. Yeah. It gives you plus 
two attack, which is great. Mm. And it pulls a ally back. Um, it's not, not too expensive either, too. Right. It's still kind of, it could have been better because you have to exhaust it to get the two attack and to bring the ally back. So you can't mm. trigger things like Faux Hammer. And Rohan is a bit star for card draw. But yeah, yeah, it helps a lot. Having two options for recycling, gambling, and goosewine makes that deck come up from like fourth or fifth tier to maybe third. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And I think what you said there is a systematic problem within Rohan itself, the lack of card draw, really. I mean, how, how do you draw cards in a Rohan? Right. Yeah, let's move on to the... So those are some good things. We kind of grumped through the whole good things as well. <laughs> but yeah, so let me just run through several things from the weaknesses and then we can really discuss them. Okay. Uh, number one, I think the allies, and especially the first cycle, cost too much for what they do. There's like a two cost spirit ally that gives you two progress to discard it. Or there's that escort of Edoras that costs two and you have to discard them to quest at all. It's just mm. expensive. Uh, number two, no card draw. You pretty much don't have lore. There's no lore besides Grima, and Grima is a whole different deck. Uh, your other car- option for card draw is Foehammer and Tactics, but both Herogrim and Guthwine, the Rohan trademark weapons, exhaust due to their effect. You can't use it. You can use the Spear um, if you got that going, but that's kind of specialized to the staging area uh, deck. Ally recycling is hard. We mentioned this already. Gambling is expensive. Uh, you mentioned you thought gambling effect should have been a hero card, right, Ryan? Mm, I think I would still stand by that. I think it'd be a lot more reliable if it was, because the problem with him is, like Liam was kind of getting at just now, you have to draw the guy, you have to pay three for it, and we just said they don't have much draw. So you then have to run three copies to see him, uh, which makes your top decks less impactful because you're more likely to draw that extra copy of gambling you don't need. So I reckon if that had been on the table from the start of the game and he had similar stats, say you either use this guy to defend or you get an ally back, I don't feel like it would be massively overpowered, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should test it before I make these claims. But I just think, but yeah, that having whole, it on the table at the beginning would make yeah, it easier, wouldn't it? It's basically a, if you look at it with Theoden, it's a three card combo kind of mm. ally to discard, gambling, and way to play him, hero to play him with, say. Mm. Yeah. Um, whereas if you just took one piece out of that, it'd be much more. And yeah, then you'd be like, okay, I just need one decent ally now, one Riddermark's finest. I agree as well. Because with gambling, it's sort of whenever he came out for me, it always felt like it was too late anyway. Like it won by that point, or you know, you weren't going to bring up. Because the first few turns for playing the, the that discard Rohan deck, first bunch of turns, you're treading water because you're having to discard allies to do the things you want to do, and the, you know, you're right. not building up a board as a result of it. And you get you gambling kind of just out, you have no allies left in play already. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. and and. and um, or you've got so many in play because you've smashed the quest so hard that it's just completely redundant by the point. And it's just like, oh, well, whatever. I haven't seen but, that. Um, <laughs> in multiplayer, when you're being carried by oh, three other right. people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me keep going through my quick uh, 
blow by blow here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard. Astonishing <laughs> speed is expensive and doesn't do very much if you keep discarding allies. If you have no Rohan Ooh. characters in play, it doesn't do anything. Muster the Rahiram is the weakest muster card in the game. Cost one, and you only get to look through ten. You get to look at ten cards, which is good, but you only get to pull one card out. Compare that to the Entmoot or the Eagles are coming, mm. and this looks pretty bad. And it costs spirit resources, which you really need for your allies that are dying. Your weapon and armor effects like uh, Goosewine, um, Herogrim, and the Golden Shield are one-time effects. So you can't make a super defender or attacker, repeatable attacker, out of these guys because you have to exhaust them to do it. So you can't draw cards off it, and you can't do it more than once. Herogrim is especially good in one way because you can it's unlimited increase you can do a huge attack off that but that's kind of a whole different deal too has no access to lore grima is the only guy and that doesn't work in standard decks so card draw is difficult uh yeah in general this sounds weird but it's true low willpower heroes theod and eowyn are the exception but elfhelm and grima have two and all other heroes have one willpower so if you want to build, kind of stuck with taking Theodore and Eowyn in any solo Rohan deck, and then you only have one slot for a for something different. Um, you've got a lot of leadership heroes, a good uh, I think four of them, but not that many good leadership allies for Rohan. Mm-hmm. You got no thematic healing or damage cancellations. You got Honor Guard is basically your best option. Or Dunodyne Remedy, either of them. Thematic. And uh, next ones are yours, Ryan. Do you want to run over them real quick? Um, <laughs> it depends if I still agree with them or not. Um, I think, <laughs> well, you, it follows on from that. So somebody like Oakham, a lot of the heroes need support from other factions. So he needs healing to make the best use of his ability or to keep it going for a whole game, say. But there isn't any in Rohan. And similarly, they need draw. You need draw to find your discard pieces, but they don't really have any except Ancient Madam and Foham and Sneak Attack Gandalf. And then I think there's one of the frustrations people have had with them over the years is there's a lot of bomb events that are really expensive because they're so strong. But the fact that they're so expensive means they're really difficult to use, especially in solo. How often can you afford a five-cost event in solo, really? Unless it's neutral. (laughs) <laughs> yeah if it's neutral you can do it but a five cost spirit event or a five cost leadership event it's just yeah i don't know it, and then you you know you can pay for it with steward of gondor fine but you're not it's not a rohan card mm. okay so there's that um my other thought was uh we've already talked about discard and recursion so that's quite a powerful idea getting cards back because it means you don't need to draw so many Mm-hmm. That's but, kind of their card draw, isn't it? It's their card draw, yeah, it's recursion. But you have to find the pieces, which is why I think a gambling hero would have been that much better. Because then you've got a piece in play and, in, and you can say, right, I'm playing a discard deck. I only need to find an ally that I can use to throw away. But maybe having that guaranteed every turn would be overpowered. I don't know. Worth trying. And then mm-hmm. my other thought was that um, their cost reduction is tied to a hero. So Spirit Theoden will reduce the cost of your allies by one. Whereas most other factions, let's call them that, 
it's on an attachment a lot of the time. So mm-hmm. um, Olorian for Sylvan, Erev, Dunedain, these kind of things. To the Sea, to the Sea for Noldor. Uh, dwarves don't have reduction, do they? But they've got a lot of resource, et cetera, which mm. Rohan don't have. <laughs> so it's all about Theoden. If you want to play an ally deck, you're Spirit Theoden. So you're sort of pigeonholed into one guy. And then I guess my other comment was that I thought one of the reasons for this kind of whole... <laughs> I'm going to call it a cesspool. Cesspool is not the right word. It's like a, it's like a big soup. It's like a soup of different cesspool. effects. Yeah, the Rohan cesspool. It's a miasma of weird card effects that don't have any relationship to one another. But it might be because a lot of the Rohan stuff came out in the first cycle. And mm. that was, what, eight years ago? Yeah. When they were first doing that. And really, they were trying to figure out what an LCG was all about back then. And that was mm. around a time of like Game of Thrones version one, which is also a bit clunky in its early cycles. So the first cycle is not one that's really stood the test of time that well. And so I wonder if some of the allies suffer from that because it was like, oh, what should we do with Rohan? Not sure. Um, let's just make a bunch of random stuff and we'll make it a bit discardy and see how it comes together. Because Ally Elfhelm has nothing to do with the other discard effects in that first cycle, really, does he? He's a four-cost mm. spirit ally that does something with threat. Right. And, yeah. and no other Rohan characters, like off the top of my head, do anything with threat. So I wonder if it's partly that. It's just first cycle syndrome. The developers have been stuck with repairing that ever since. Stabbing here and poking there. and mm, Eagles have got kind of a similar thing, like the whole pay one resource to keep this ally around. It's a little bit tough on the wallet. Right. And the descendant of Throndor could say he's overcosted by one. You know, you don't mm. want to play him unless you're running him in an Aragon deck. So, I don't know. It's very difficult to kind of paper over those cracks, though, I think. Yeah. Well, unless you just release new cards, like, that just basically make the previous ones redundant, which I think is something that <laughs> I rightly kind of want to shy away from in some respects. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think they, they went for something interesting with the after the first cycle, um, sort of midway through the game, where they went for mounts, when mounts started to get introduced. How I think many that's an interesting... How you play mount decks, though? But I did, I did play one for quite a while. I did really... found it really fun, but it was super clunky. Like, it, it sometimes just didn't work. Like, it wouldn't work at all. And then other times it would be decent. Um, but it wasn't... It just had no consistency, and that was due to the lack of card draw. Playing Trisphere too, weren't you? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, because you've got to, um, or you can play it with songs, I suppose. But yeah, I think it was Trisphere. Never to remember now. But um, I, I think they tried to do something there that was a bit different, and I sort of appreciated that at the time. Um, and I think like they do have, as you mentioned, some quality heroes like um, Theoden when he gets all of his. Um, when he gets his tools, like if he gets his horse and his shield and things like that, um, and his sword, he can be a really, really big hero. He can have a massive impact on the game. Um, it is tricky though, because they have kind of got all of these old cards that they're, that, that, that are a bit all over the place. And, you know, it's like, where'd you go from there really? Mm. Mm. So what would you do to fix them given this long how, how I don't you, know. There's what, so what many do? decks that need to be fixed. <laughs> <laughs> well, why why do they need to fi- be fixed? Like, what do you struggle with? Play them. Um, 
card draw mm-hmm. and threat reduction mm-hmm. and uh, getting the recursion engine going or building up a board state. I mean, the allies don't do a lot unless you discard them and they, once you discard them, then you're losing presence on the board. It just seems like spinning my wheel. <laughs> Maybe like a, like an Eagle of the Misting Mount card where when you, when it's like a Rohan like or something like, or where, you know, you're buffing something by discarding these cards. Something's getting buffed when you discard them, which encourages you to do it a or bit like more. A, it takes a bit away from the cost as well. Cause at least you're getting something else out of it. Like a, Attachment. Rohan really doesn't suck. Exhaust it when you exhaust a, or when you discard an ally to gain one resource or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think, I don't know. I don't think it's like in a position where like, Kart is unplayable. Like you totally can play Rohan there. Um, and they are fun. They're not particularly strong. And they work really well when mixed with a bunch of other stuff. But that doesn't seem that to matter, you know? It's yeah. nice to play themed decks. I think they are a little bit better when you play a Fellowship because if you're playing solo, you pretty much have to play Theoden and Eowyn, in my opinion, to get mm-hmm. the willpower yeah. you need. Then you have one option, so it's pretty limited. But if you start going for a Fellowship, you can open up a few more options. But if you do a Fellowship, your second deck runs out of willpower heroes, so it's also a challenge. they got Hammer as well. He's pretty good, but again, he's very splashy. All right. And he's kind of nerfed now, too. Yeah, that's true. Mean, isn't it? Oh, you mean the hero, not the ally? Yeah. No, yeah. the hero, yeah. Probably the first thing and best thing you could do is have a better muster card. Mm. That would get cards in your hand, uh, so you'd have options. Um, yeah, the fact you've got to pay one to search your deck for one card, one. that is it's overpriced. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible compared yeah. to Entmoot. Yeah, exactly. Coming. I mean, Entmoot I think is it's the best one, but still. Amazing. Eagles are coming, it's still pretty good because you can get as many as you can find. Like, if you've got a deck full of Eagles, you can easily draw it through Eagles. But, I, wonder, I wonder if they, they'd be more playable if they had a hero. Next player's free limit per game. That'd probably be OP because you could guarantee that uh, we do not sleep every single game. Ooh. Maybe, maybe, maybe at terrible stats or something. And it's like that's the only thing I can do is just push <laughs> you on that one time. That might make those events like playable at least. We do not be... sleep is just a useless card though because most Rohan allies do one thing. Wait, is it allies or characters? I thought it was all characters. That's characters, but right. until the end of the phase, yeah. Rohan characters do not exhaust quests. This is the problem. They got these these big, big swingy cards like. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Um, Which? Aemond. Uh, Aemond, the ally. Right. That's another bomb sort of effect, like ready all Rohan characters. A lot of these cards yeah. could be very, very overpowered if everybody was playing Rohan at a table. It's like four decks sneak attack an Aemond every single turn. Yeah. But it's like, well, it's like great, I got to ready my Riddermark's Finest, and my Riddermark's Finest didn't have to exhaust a quest. Now what? <laughs> But that's that's one of them. It was sixteen of them or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where are you going to find three people willing to play it? Rohan? Uh, no, I think, yeah, I think there could be some fun things to build around. 
I'm looking through the allies as well, and one thing they don't have really is uh, decent two cost two willpower allies because they're always flawed in some way. Like, yeah, you got to chuck them or something, or you got to chuck them away. The, the West Road Traveler's got one health. This is what I mean about. Well, that is it's a nice effect, but this is what I mean by they. You know, in the core set, they deliberately undervalued or overcosted a lot of those allies. Mm. And then it's like the first cycle, like, mm, let's get away from that a little bit. So it's like you pay two to get three stays. You would probably pay two to get four or five stats. Right. The West River Traveler, this is. So she's two willpower, zero, one health. Whereas, say, what's a recent two cost guy? That Noldor dude, the Eregian survivor? Yeah. You get yes. two for five. Three hit points. Yes. And three, st- oh, two for six then, because he's one, one, three. Yeah, two for six instead of two for three. I mean, that comparison mm. is pretty shocking, really. Yeah. Uh, and then all the other ones are expensive for what you get. So looking at the more recent ones here on the Ruby, they're definitely much better. Like Deerwine is much yeah. better but for what you get it's for really the money. Good. Grimbold is very, very good. It's the old ones that are the trouble. Yeah. So maybe they just need to, but I I think that they don't really want to either waste slots in new packs replacing previous allies, or they don't want to simply replace previous allies by making just better, straight up better versions of them, because well, that's a bit lame. But they can't the though. They sort of have to in some respects because, like, Rohan should be up there with. You know, the elves with Gondor, it should be up there with Outlands, <laughs> you know, the dwarves. Like, it should Dale. be Dale, yeah. It should be a deck that you, you know, a really powerful deck. There should be really powerful decks for them. They don't I guess you could look at Rider of the Mark and Rider of Rohan as two for two, but you have to play Spirit Theod. That's what that. I mean. Yeah. You, you can't, you can't look at that. I, I mean, they're, I think the Sylvans, Sylvans don't have very good stats relative to their cost, but they do get that buff off Celeborn, which makes up for it. And they do yeah, something style. when you play them instead of do something when you throw them away. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so you bounce them in and out of your hand, and then, then you know, and they've got card draw and money reduction and things like that. You know, they're, it's, it's, it's a tight deck. That's, that's what I would consider to be the standard Rohan should be aiming for, really. Sylvan deck. Same as Westfold Horsebreaker as well. Cost two, you get some one zero one stats, and you have to throw them away to ready a hero. Could well, be huge. But... Rittermark's finest. Well, I don't know. They... Breaker, you can quest and then use his action. Rittermark's finest, you have to exhaust. Right. Yeah. So you can't quest with it. You have to just hope that you need it later, or mm. hope that you don't need it later. <laughs> I yeah. like the Rittermark's finest for some reason. I love them for it. Give me Metal Door any day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's much better than them. It's a I creature. You can heal it with uh other best card in the game. The uh Well, here's a thought. here's a little counter thought I, I was thinking of while your your gripe was floating earlier. <laughs> right? So we're talking about Rohan heroes and a Rohan deck. But maybe in some ways having these splashable heroes or these quite unique abilities is good, is interesting. Because mm-hmm. how often do you play Ori, the dwarf hero? Only in dwarf decks. There you go. How often <laughs> do you play Thorin Oakenshield? Only in dwarf decks. How often do you play Dane Ironfoot? I know this <laughs> one. I know this one. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like some of these heroes, 
they're very very strong in that one deck yeah mm. but you, but I think, you but, never ever use them outside of that deck ori is never used outside of a dwarf deck whereas tactics amr i am using him in this black gate game we've used him throughout this campaign in different places he can go in a rohan deck but he can go in some other decks too mm-hmm. i agree so maybe may, there's that maybe maybe the rohan deck is like the attack into the staging area and the mount deck and rohan ally spam is it's not a thing mm. direction could be right we don't want rohan to be people who work together they must work with other factions to be successful right. but they should have yeah. one deck that works well together though right yeah, you want to play Ro- i want my army of rohan coming in at pillar <laughs> fields and it's yeah, exactly. lame to come in with a two hero three heroes with max damage and one westfold horsebreaker well joseph i've got i've got a deck for you don't worry (laughs) i know it's possible it's just but i wonder as well if if maybe helping out the expensive um early events like having some card that will help reduce the cost of those really expensive early events would help a rohan deck like a hero with an ability um a mount with some type of um, ability that allows you to reduce the cost of, you know, events that are related to Rohan, like something like that might help a lot. It'd be quite hard to do though, because it don't have like keywords, do they? So it's not like, right. You can, you can Rohan say like, traded oh, Rohan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or is it like Rohan in the text box or something like, but, um, so just, you know, run over those events real quick. We have fourth Erlingus and it lets you Rohan heroes attack enemies in the staging area. Cost two tactics. Uh, I've hardly ever played this. Usually, by the time my heroes can kill stuff, uh, they don't have to quest. My threat's too high, and the enemies are all engaging me. Right? Yeah, mm. that's the problem with it. We got and also not sleep. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say this. Um, well, I don't know. Rohan heroes attacking the staging area. Uh, <laughs> not not a hugely um, attractive prospect a lot of the time because. It's only Aemer you really want to do that with, outside of Faster and Dune here, and you're doing that already. So it's Aemer or Hammer. On a double attack with Aowen, but then you can't quest him, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is an epic moment. Fourth Erlingus, mm. you have the whole army of Rohan charging, mm. but it's just really hard to make use of. Because it's just a bunch of people holding horses in the card art. Right? And, <laughs> and also, a lot of those enemies that to kill. So heroes might not be enough to actually do it in Rohan. Right. We already mentioned we do not sleep. It's one of the least played cards ever, right? (laughs) This does sleep. Yeah. (laughs) Sleeps in the binder forever. I think I have 12 copies of this in my binder. (laughs) Until the end of the round, Rohan characters not exhausted the quest, but five spirit is just too much. You could make a card tower out of them. Yeah, I should do some sort of art with yeah, it. Yeah, you should. I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't realize that that was overcosted in testing because when you first pick up the corset and you like put a card like that in your deck and you're trying to make a spirit deck or whatever, like you can, it only takes you a couple of games to be like, well, when are you going to play that? Like, it costs so much. You know what I mean? I've heard Caleb Grace completely pan this card, so he knows it's bad. He didn't. Really? Did he really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe he was trolling. Perhaps he's like, yeah. this is a secret bomb, but... Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's a big fan of the Free Peoples. That's probably because he designed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't um... design this one, so... There we go. 
We got charge of the Rohirrim until the end of the phase. Each Rohan character with a mount attachment gets three plus three attack. I guess you could use this with the uh, stallion. Well, yeah, <laughs> or play an ally instead. Right, <laughs> character the mount. I feel like these should be free. Yeah, I, my mind's. I'm looking at it. My mind blank, which is not <laughs> normal for a card. So I'm. I'm also looking at the decks that are using it as well. You know, because on Hall of Bayorn, you get the suggestions or top rings. Right. Uh-huh. Um, are there any? There are, yeah, there are some. Okay. Yeah. There's, again, though, this is a card that relies on other. Get this in turn one is sort of like dead card. That's why nobody runs it, I think. Because you have to have mounts out to get plus three attack, and right. you're probably already winning. Or losing. What card are you talking about? Or losing, yeah. Uh, Charge of the Rohirrim. Uh, Again, though, this is each Rohan character, so... Doesn't that one work quite well with, um, like, Firefoot and... Mm, It's an extra bit of damage, yeah. Yeah, and just sort of, like, roll people over a bit, but I've never... Again, it's a big buff. It's just really hard to make use of that big buff, right? Yeah, but then dwarves have similar things, like, Kazard, Kazard, and stuff like crazy. Like you see that card at the start, you're like, oh, it's amazing, massive buff. Zero. Yeah. But, but you never end up putting it in your decks because you just don't mm. need it. No, yeah. heroes usually quest, yeah. and then no allies can have mounts until we get the stallion. Mm. Mm. And and also it's like a bit of a combo-y type thing, so you don't want it unless you've got the other pieces. And then on top of that, it's a combo that requires a specific setup from the encounter deck as well. You need to have that big enemy at the right time. Like, you know, it's all a bit just like, oh. And spend too. (laughs) (laughs) Helm Helm is good, but it's also just so many things have to come together. Cost two, spirit, and you have to play it after all enemy attacks have resolved. If they just took away that, it'd be a lot better. Combat action, exhaust and discard a Rohan ally. You have to exhaust it to control. Uh, you control to choose and discard a non-unique enemy engagement. So this is good. Again, you can get rid of a Mumak and everything, but there's so many things that have the, to be there which aren't easy to happen. And also, you don't get the discard effect from the Rohan's disc- allies' discard effect either. It's, it's one or the other. You don't. You can't like discard and get like you know two progress on you know or whatever it is for. Uh, you know, like if you're discarding a Riddermark's finest, for example, you can't, you don't get both of them, one or the other. This card is very, two. Yeah, this, this is a very good card, and which is the only place I've ever used it. Which quest? Into Fangorn. Yeah, that one you don't play. Because uh-huh. you know, <laughs> nobody plays it, because it's not. Because the horn enemies don't attack, you don't actually have to defend them, and they're really oh, difficult to kill. So you, it's it's very niche. I was actually looking at that it tree. earlier. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> throw your snowborn scout in, <laughs> into the tree, and he'll take it with him. You're right, though. It's it's really uh, niche card. It's really good for getting rid of things like Mumax or things that have a damage limit. But I'm always excited about putting it in there and trying it out, and then it's just I can't make it to that point. Mm. Ride to ruin should be awesome too. But it's almost, it's just a tiny bit better than one turn worth of Astaloth, right? This this is the sort of card that makes me think gambling should have been a hero. Because let's face it, if you're playing this card, and I think this is quite a good card in theory, it's just the problem is it costs you a card 
ride to ruin. It costs you a resource. It costs you an ally, and that ally probably costed you a resource as well. So that's four things. And you and have to exhaust gambling. And if it's a Rohan ally, it's a good chance that you've lost, again, the ability to do what yeah. the Rohan ally is supposed to do by discarding itself. You don't exactly, get Exactly, exactly. So let's say gambling was a hero. Now at least that takes one card out of this equation. So you can be like, okay, I played this event, I cleared that location, but at least I got the ally back in my hand so I can play it next turn. Mm. One thing they could do to Rohan to make him a bit more attractive is give him some more allies that have enters play effects. Because at least with the Snowborn Scout, you do get that one progress. Now, it is measly <laughs> one. It's a measly one, but it could, it could top that location off. Yeah. You know, it, that has happened to me a couple of times. Sneak attack that guy, put one on it, then play in the next turn and put one on it again, and it's gone. And, and with this card, it's four progress with that combo, if I can call it that. Right. So I think this one, I know people hate on this one, but placing three progress is quite good. So this could be good in theory. It's only cost one as well compared to We Do Not Sleep. Um, but honestly, I ignore all these events when building for Rohan. Because yeah, you have to. It's so hard. You, you can't. You, what happens if you draw all of it? I mean, They're gravy events. events. Right. Unless you, you're going to focus on one. Like, okay, this is a question on a rush. I need Astonishing Speed. Yeah, Astonishing uh, Speed is the one I will take. <laughs> well, Which yeah. Which you make fun of me for. <laughs> <laughs> when would I ever do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's because um, if you get that copy and open it yeah this is the problem isn't it first turn astonishing speed cost three oh that's lost probably so yeah i don't know that's one way they could repair them possibly just looking at the recent ones elf helm's quite good put him in but again he gets discarded right but and at least you only cost one <laughs> the rider of rohan is a good ally but that's a side quest based ally which is a whole nother thing, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so... Whatever. Though I do um, really like uh, Rally of the West with Rohan. Mm. Yeah, you turn me around to that. Steed of the Mark is another bad card. Cost one. You yeah. have to spend a resource to ready them. After they commit to a quest as well. Because Rohan's so flush with resources. Spirit resources, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now this, I'm grumping, I feel. But... Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's a bit of a mishmash, isn't it? If you look at, I bet if you looked at dwarves and said, okay, which of these cards are bad, you wouldn't find as many. Well, I think you may potentially find a fair few, but you would also find a several self-contained dwarf decks that are amazing mm. and a bunch of dwarf cards that are absolutely stellar, like really, really good dwarf deck. But here, it's like finding you know, the gems in the rough, really, because although like a lot of the, a lot of the heroes are like splashing, but if we're talking specifically about Rohan death, there just ain't much there. It's like opening a bag of jewels inside. Is... <laughs> <laughs> All right, we probably grumped along enough, eh? Yes. Uh, well, wrap what, it up what, here. I had a list of... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, what do you want to happen to them in the future? Get better. <laughs> Is it too I don't late? know. That's the designer's. That's the designer's job. I just. Hey, what about criticism? What about course? What about a second edition corset where it's uh, Rohan centric? <laughs> that's do fine. We have, yeah. uh, do we ever have a um, 
you ever have like a starter box set of um like a cycle that was really Rohan based? Not really. The best we have is a uh, Isengard cycle, which mm. was about doomed and didn't really have. I was going to mention that earlier. We don't haven't really got the Rohan cycle, so maybe we'll get that still. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be good. And they could, and then they could, like, you know, really sort of like maybe they're still thinking about how to do it. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but there must be there must be a way, you know, because they're I mean, not, not like they're not like super 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 bad, are they? It's not like. It's not like you can't play Rohan if you want to play Rohan. Like but most to... factions are easier to play, honestly. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Sylvan, yep. Noldor, even Dunedain. Although is, there a fa- is there a faction that you feel um, is in a worse spot than Rohan? That's a good question. Uh, Bajornians are almost already there. Uh, the maybe the, wood, the, the Woodman deck and the Minstrel deck, yeah. Scout, <laughs> maybe? <laughs> yeah, probably Scout deck is struggling the same. But Scout's but not that's, a major that's region lack of... of cards. Yeah, and that's the <laughs> right. lack of cards. You know? It's not like there's 50 Scout cards that you can pick. Actually, you'd be surprised. There is, about, there is about 25 <laughs> Scout cards. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Scout is more of a profession. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Rohan yeah. is a way of life. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, people it's like yeah. has the good warrior deck. You know? It's a group of people, isn't it? It should be strong. Even yeah. pipe and song decks are probably. You know, I played a better best, pipe but... deck than Rohan. Deck. <laughs> <laughs> True. Woodman. I think, I think a, a couple of decent two cost allies, just like that Riddermore. Right. Come up, because then you could run Trisphere. You could run Tactics Aowen. Santa Theoden, who looks remarkably like Joseph's dad, by the way, just for anybody <laughs> listening. Um, and Buzz has seen it. Um, and uh, Urkenbrand. Yeah. And, and, well, and that's then, what I've been running, actually. I've been playing. Yeah, that see? But, but you d- I bet what happens is you top out on willpower. So you quest for six, turn one, maybe a little bit more if you can play an ally. And then you draw in rubbish. A bit of card draw as well. Well, you run out of but cards the- pretty quickly, actually. Right. What you about what about a card? What about a card that allows you to uh, play allies from your discard pile for free? Right, something like <laughs> That'd that. That'd be great. <laughs> it's called Kaldara, and they nerf that already. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the Bjornings just got one, didn't they? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, you're gonna love that. You're gonna love the next pack, Liam. Oh really? I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna stay spoiler free again and do okay. it. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think I'll try and do it again. Well, let me mention a couple decks from RingsDB that I have played or have looked at that I think are worth a look as far as Rohan. And we'll finish it up here. Um, and these cover kind of the main ways to play Rohan. Start with a couple of our own decks. You have a Dune Here Faster deck called Are We Dune Here, right? Mm. And you beat some pretty hard quests with <laughs> that, right? Great name. Yeah, that was, that was all the rage about a year ago, wasn't it, playing Dune yeah. Here? It is fun. It's really fun to play. So I definitely recommend trying Fast Red and Dune here if you haven't already. Did you beat Black Serpent with that? Yep, yep. Um, I I cannot remember what else I played, but I remember playing a lot of late night games with that because you just have fun. You just quest with everything and then bounce with Fast Red and kill with Dune here. Seastain mm-hmm. has a version of the same thing. Updated Fast Red is his uh, most recent one. Um, got a Doomed Rohan deck. It's a little old at this point from Tales from the Cards. Is that with um, Grima, I assume? 
Yeah, this is three years old, so it's pretty old. So okay. we've got Theoden, Spirit Theoden, Spirit Eowyn, and Grima. So Grima can reduce the cost of those overpriced Rohan allies. And you got Theoden reducing the cost, too, so you can spam them out if you can get them in hand. But you get a little lore with Grima, so you get your Darren's Ruins, Deep Knowledge, Gleowine, get a little card draw. That's a fun way to do it. I should try that. This has got Helm Helm in it, too. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that might be worth a look. Um, we got, I've seen Chad play this one, the Red Arrow, or Red mm-hmm. Arrow 2.0 is his most recent one. This is a good deck. I've seen him play it a couple times. He beat me with it on the competitive version of the uh, event at Gen Con. It uses Denethor, though. Do you know what? This might be the best Rohan deck you can possibly make. I'm just looking at the Rohan. It's actually Rohan allies. Mm-hmm. That's probably what will make it a Rohan deck beyond. <laughs> Sounds so dumb to say this. Like, oh, I'm playing a Rohan deck if it's three Rohan heroes, but it won't feel like it. Rohan two. Right. So most of the allies in this are Rohan. Right. Got your honor guard for a little bit of healing. That's good. You got here gone and Denethor. So it has two. Gondor heroes, but it has some nice acceleration. Has very good tail is pretty good. Um, Valiant sacrifice, well warned for some nice threat reduction. Dynamic remedy. Um, this one works really well. No sneak attack Gandalf either. Nice. It works without that. So that's one of my top Rohan decks that I know works. Got Rohan rekindled by. Gizlavadi, I hope I'm saying that right. I always read it wrong on my head. This is a kind of old one too, but this uses Gandalf, which is kind of fun, representing Gandalf coming and rousing Theoden. <laughs> Got all Rohan allies. This is Steward. Fine Guthwine. I think this one focuses on. This uses Galadriel, which is interesting. But it doesn't use Herogrim. I would expect that Galadriel and Herogrim can be interesting together. Ah, it's got uh, the old leadership Imrahil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he combos well, doesn't he? Discard allies. Ready yeah. him up. And then we did a fellowship with Chad, didn't we? The Mount Fellowship. Yeah, that was fun. That crushed that. So we played, was it Journey Up the Anduin? Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, the encounter deck was built wrong. But we right. did absolutely destroy that quest, so we should play something else with it. Again, um, it's not really Rohan, but it is no. the whole fellowship idea. Mm. How many Rohan characters are here, or how many heroes? One, we've got Elfhelm, Aomer, Tactics, and you've got Eowyn and Tactics Theoden. So we've got so, Grimbjorn, Mablung, Arwen, Halberad, and Thuringir rounding it out. Mm. Four of the nine. And then there's a splash of Rohan allies across the decks. Right. Some horse, horse breeders breeder. mostly. <laughs> hey, on the, yeah, this horse breeder, this is, this is <laughs> the main problem with Rohan is this horse breeder always whiffs. Right. Ooh. Can you fix that, please? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's one of the best Rohan allies that come out. It is, yeah. You can play it for free. Get that card. I like Quest that. Win. And then another deck I've played, but I've heard good things about it, but I haven't made it work very well for me. This is a, Solo mount deck, Elfhelm, Eomer, Theoden. This is called Men of the Twilight by the Wingfoot, by Wingfoot Ranger. But I can't make it work. Threat gets too high too fast, doesn't have enough willpower, in my opinion, to really get through a lot of quests. Maybe I'm playing it wrong. I don't know. But it is a real Rohan deck. 
it, it looks like it could do a sneak attack Gandalf, as crutchy mm-hmm. as that is. Yeah. Because it, yeah, it looks like you're only going to be quite three on the first turn, maybe five if you're lucky, right. with a Westroid Traveler or a Steward of Orthanc. Uh, oh no, because you can do Elf five, but then who's defending? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not trying to de- criticize deck as more just like I agree. That's I've struggled making it work. I tr- played several games with it and I just couldn't launch it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it might be my skill level, <laughs> but <laughs> those are all Rohan decks worth a look. And some of them are strong enough and some of them uh, kind of exemplify the issues that we just hashed. Both. Mm-hmm. All right, I think I got it all out of my system. I can stop talking about that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> can you sleep well tonight? Uh, this morning, yeah. <clears throat> uh, sorry. Go back to tweeting instead. You have yeah, to yeah. It. Get on that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> so that you can, yeah, direct your wrath cannon back towards <laughs> FFG Games Twitter feed. <laughs> Reprinting, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll respond to you if you keep going. I did see them respond to somebody else the other day. They must have more than 100 followers. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for putting this together. It's been yeah, yeah, cool. to putting up with my rant. It was a collective rant. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rohan. <laughs> Good way to end it. I love Rohan too. I just wish it worked. <laughs> it's been nice to play Rohan as part of this campaign. So that's You're forced fun. to play it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are forced to play it. You're forced to make it work. So it's a nice challenge. It's a nice challenge. That sums it up, I think. <laughs> I like playing Rohan. I like the challenge. Well, what's the discussion topic for the next episode? I don't know. I have a list of them. Um, Uh-oh. Why I, why I hate all Rohan. <laughs> what, what was that? Why Hasht- you hate what? Hashtag why I hate Gondor. <laughs> <laughs> Scouts suck. <laughs> I don't think wrong? I have any discussion uh, topics that long again. Well, there's there's two already. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to yeah. just discuss some other fun archetypes that are out there and different variations on them. Actually, yeah. what I want to do next uh, episode, if you guys are up for it, is just kind of review the Herodrum cycle quests and run over the player cards real quick. Sure. Yeah. Sound good? I have yet to beat the final quest. It's oh. a beast. Have you tried? Yeah, a couple oh, of times. Okay. Uh, quite. So uh, me and Steve tried it two player. It's been difficult, difficult. But um, but yeah, I wanna, I wanna uh, definitely uh, get that one knocked on the head soon. It was fun though, but it was really tricky. Yeah, hard to kind of manage too without shuffling, right? Yes. Should we wrap it up here and? Get this yeah. of the episode out, and then after this, I'll try to release the antiquated Withered Heath review, <laughs> several <laughs> months old, and it's recorded in kind of a video format, but we'll just release it as audio and on the YouTube channel, and then we'll get to the fire in the night as soon as we can. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. 